Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hello and so welcome what to are we going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to we're going to talk about the thing. Hello and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier and flagship and international podcast. We're doing stuff on the moon. That's what we're doing. We're doing moon stuff. Um, so here we've got Joseph Jemardina, Danny K. Bartlett, and Nick Dahl. Gents, what's going on? It's a good week for superhero oh. fans. Just oh, yes. That. It is such a good week. You such two have even watched you the best know. part. Yeah, we haven't watched the next part yet, but yeah, I'm, I'm I said excited. Best, but uh, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, I said it's, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird because it's just going to be me and Nick like riffing on um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like I say, we're doing stuff on the moon, and it's just there's no I got recognition. It. Oh, you guys so, yeah, Nick got it. Okay. Nick understood that reference. You guys are like, you're talking about Chappelle's show. What the fuck are you talking about? And I'm just like, <laughs> it's, it's the thing you haven't seen. I completely forgot just that quick. So I'm a terrible host, but. We'll push on. We'll, we'll, we'll work through it. Um, we're not going to do news topics because we have a four-hour movie to review as well as talking about this show. So since you guys didn't see the show, how do you want to do this? Is it just going to be me and Nick like gushing over it and then saying like, hey, you guys really need to like do the thing, find some time to watch it. Is that what's going to happen? Sure. So who would like to start? Mr. Barnes, why does Sam aggravate you? 15 seconds to drop. So what's our plan? Great. Superheroes cannot be allowed to exist. I have no intention to leave my work unfinished. Uh, I think so, yeah. that's what's going to happen. I think so, too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, here do. it is. I don't, yeah, because we don't really have to get into spoilers on the first episode of that show. We I hope talk, not. We're we here. We can talk first. God. <laughs> well, I mean, there's already setting up stuff. like how, how long is the episode? It's an hour. I mean, it's, 47 it's like, minutes. With oh, the credits. Shit, an actual hour. With oh, the with, credits, okay, that's, yeah. with the credit. Okay, no. With it the credits. It felt like a normal show. So, basically, show. it's 37 minutes. It's 37 well, minutes long, no. so you're telling me. No. There's no long credits? No. It's, no, it's like 43, 45 minutes. It felt wow, like watching an, an hour-long show. show on cable. It's an actual human show. Yeah. It is an actual normal TV show. Um, Even more so than so, Mando. I mean, we can get into it. So, you know, this is our segment. What do you guys think about this? Welcome to Bird Watching, the show where we watch snowbirds to find out what Avengers do when they're not avenging. So, you know, they apply what about, for what bank loans. What? what about winter birds? I said snowbirds. Did I say snowbirds? It's snowbirds, but I, mine's more on the nose with falcons and winter. No, it he's is, twisting it. Yeah, I, well, but I don't know. Both Dude, of I'm, his words you know, are synonyms. One we'll of workshop, exact we'll, words. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll workshop it. You know, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll uh, winter you know, bird we'll watch it with a 
Winter, but no, you, I like snowbirds. Said you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Go to the yourself. listener out there, anyway. it's going to be a long show. Prepare. It's going to be a long show. <laughs> and it's funny because I was thinking, like, if a normal show takes, you know, like an hour, hour and a half to review a two-hour movie, how long is a show where we're reviewing a four-hour movie? We'll find out today. <laughs> Should be interesting. But yeah, we get to find out what Avengers do when they're not avenging. So that includes applying for bank loans playing Pinochle, fixing charter fishing boats. Like it's, you know, it's all of the mundane things. You wonder what's going on with your Avengers, like how they make money. And Pretty it also has the most spectacular action scene oh, I've I thought seen they on got television. Paid. I thought they got paid by, by the Stark. That is brought foundation. up in the episode. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, so he doesn't so like, he, he didn't fucking have a life insurance policy. They, that they don't go into that much continue. of a detail, but it's brought up as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that, that's definitely a thing that comes up. And I, I guess, Nick, I'll ask you, um, you started talking about the action scene. And what I'll say before you jump into it is this. I remember we were watching it and my wife was like leaning forward, her hand clutching into the armrest of the chair. And she's like, this is just the first five goddamn minutes of this show. And she's just like into it. And I don't know if that's the action scene that you're referring to, Nick, but I'm, I'm really curious. Um, what, what was it? What was the action scene? It's the one from the trailers. Because obviously the I, the I trailers, feel like okay. they're not showing. I feel like they haven't shown us so much that the action scene you assume is going to be the biggest in the show based on the trailer is the one they open with, mm, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, I thought, was it the one where Bucky goes, ah? No. That one? No. The other one. So what I... I can we talk about so here's the thing that i think is interesting about this show and this is kind of a spoiler but the first episode you get no scenes with bucky and falcon together they are never together for the entire runtime of the show they don't even talk to each other which i thought was a fascinating way for them to set up a show that is basically built on their chemistry it's Love. named after the two of them and you never see them together it's like the first act of like a Lethal Weapon movie or something. You spend the first act meeting them on their own. I mean, they know each other, but they don't have the dynamic yet. And then, yeah. you know, the next five episodes, it'll be them bouncing off each other. And oh, it's going to be so good. I know. Oh, the let, me ask, let me ask you this, Nick. So there are two things. I felt like the fact that we didn't see them together actually kind of made this episode feel like it was a riff on the movie Captain America and the Winter Soldier um, because you get the whole Falcon jumping out of the, the plane. So he doesn't have a parachute. He jumps yeah. out. He's got the wings. The person he's going after is the leaper. So that's the same. It's like same, same. And then just like in the Captain music's America even the same Soldier, for the leaper stuff. I love it. It's yeah, the same it's, they, they brought it all back. I love that they set up Sam against him because one of my big concerns for Sam as a Captain America is like, how do you, without a super soldier serum, stand up to his rogues gallery of folks? Like, could you beat Red Skull? Could you beat uh, the Leaper? Like, how does that work? And so this is kind of interesting that that was the setup that they gave you in the beginning. And like, and also the most recent trailer, like, where it's like, Ooh, you think that shield would rip his arms off when it like comes flying back at him and stuff because he's yeah as far as we know that oh we know at this point there's no super soldier experimentation on sam he's he's the regular yeah. guy who has upgraded shit dude <laughs> yeah um and i think that that's so that upgraded shit what i like about that is 
My favorite thing about Sam as this character is that I feel like you get the best of Tony Stark and Steve Rogers in one character. So you kind of get like the, the jokey kind of like laid back dude. You get all of the Stark tech and you get all of the, the Captain America-ness sans super soldier serum. And I like that combination. And you get the, uh, you know, the idea of the black superhero, which they're already making a little bit of a deal of even the first episode. Yeah, which is he's carrying um, on Black Panther is, legacy and kind of the expected to be what War Machine is, where War Machine would be the next Iron Man in a way without being Iron Man, and he's supposed to be the next Cap according to Cap. Well, and I thought that that was interesting. So this is the part where I'm I'm curious, Jammer and Dan, you tell me how much you uh, want to know about this. Did you guys see the reports that Don Cheadle was going to be in the show? Did you were you aware of that? No. No. Okay. Um, so maybe like three weeks ago, I don't remember. I like it was at some for point. A while. Yeah, it's definitely been a while, and it's definitely been one of our news stories. So a while back. there are two setups in this. So there's him in this, and part of it is him setting up Armor Wars, and him also just existing as a character in this. And one of the things I love, and I'm not going to talk about what they talked about. Uh, to Nick's point, this this conversation that the two of them had about legacy and mantles and all of this stuff and when you get i would i would love to readdress this specific part because i'm very surprised that it wasn't thrown back at him interesting and yeah i know yeah. What you mean. and so i'm i would love to see where this goes i love seeing him in this and again i don't want to spoil it but nick did you notice anything that was interesting about don Cheadle when you saw it you have to say what it was if you did. I'm not sure. I don't think so. Okay. Um, there was something as I was looking at him, I was looking for and didn't see and surprised. So I'm very curious. Uh, was it was it his leg break, his leg stuff? Yeah, his magic legs. Was that what it was? He, I assumed it was under his pants. <laughs> but you've seen him generally when he has had them. He's and he's not wearing the war machine armor. Those are. I don't want to say big and bulky, but they would not have fit under what he was wearing. So he's wearing his uniform. He's wearing his Air Force uniform. And there is no... I did notice that, but I, I assumed it was under the pants. But you're right. When I we've seen it before, rehab, it's outside dude. the pants. Five years yeah, of rehab I'll, will do that. I'm really curious. I'm really curious. Did they just go like, okay, you can walk again. Like, you're good. You're good to go. Maybe, like we, we've, no. had him, we've had him walk around with braces for two movies. I think we can just say, yeah, he got better. Like Oracle and Batman. <laughs> She was Oracle. Now she's wave. bad girl again. She was paralyzed, but hand. you know, I don't know. Well, um, I guess maybe I assume we'll see his character again, though. Obviously, we didn't. No, we will. We didn't see him in an action sense, as we could obviously tell from our conversation. It's just typical kind of Marvel comic shit, where it's like, oh yeah, he was at yeah. that event because <laughs> he's in the MCU. Yeah. It was and it wasn't only from this perspective. Like, so you brought up the black superheroes. For me, the thing that that made it stick out to me is like having these two black superheroes in a mainstream film and it's just the two of them just talking and there was something about it that that i just i noticed and noted and so it was interesting to see that it's like watching an episode of brooklyn 99 where it's like oh you have two latina characters and then two black characters and that's okay or like watching new girl two black lead characters in the same room yeah. and that's it or watching yeah. detective pikachu at the beginning and seeing 
Justice Smith. Is that who his name is? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Dopinder is Dopinder, like Dopinder from the opening just have those two brown panther. <laughs> yeah. I, so there is there is something about that that I that I think is interesting. And I remember it from um the oh god, what show was it? I just jumped out of my head. I had it in my head and it's gone away now. But I think there is something to that that black and brown people notice when they occupy the space and there's no one else. And it's just, it's an interesting thing. So it's awesome. It's great to see it. Like we're seeing it more and more, but it's just really cool. Whenever it's just like, we could have two people of the same non-white race together in a scene by themselves and people are going to be okay with it. Um, <laughs> and obviously it's just yes. like, is this allowed? Yeah. Is this supposed to happen? Was this an accident? It's like all those weird scenes in Justice League where it's him and his dad. It's like, what the fuck is this? No, but um, as Jonesy also alluded to, there's a lot. um, We get into their lives, as you can all see in the trailer outside. We're not going to spend six hours of them superheroing. Um, And yeah, we also get to see like current life in the South, you know, the shrimp boat and everything that's in the trailer where it's mostly black people in those scenes too because it's his family and his neighborhood and all that nothing fancy like Wakanda, but still like it's delving into his life and a different way into Bucky's life. Yeah. Speaking of that, one, one of the things that I liked about that was it's very apparent in this and WandaVision that Marvel understands that the things that they have put these people over the last 11 years um, has fucked them up like psychologically and so it's interesting watching them have these conversations about that stuff. And it's just, it, it's a necessary conversation. I think it's just fascinating kind of inter- they go there. And it's interesting. Yeah, it's super cool. Like we don't have to have a show that, or a movie or series or whatever it says like, hey, just assume that they've been doing this for a while and assume that we're dealing with it. It's like, no, no, we've followed them from the beginning, yeah. going through all the stuff. And then also now, finally, years later, we get to see them have the repercussions in the same continuity. That's super, super cool. It's Marvel. It's yeah. Marvel special sauce. Kevin Feige. Yeah. Sauce. Kev- Kevin Feige's sauce. Special okay, don't sauce. ever say that again. Don't ever <laughs> say that again. Dumps it. What's the secret ingredient? It's semen. Kevin ah, animal semen. Sauce. <laughs> God damn it. What was that from? Harold and Kumar? Uh, yeah. The, <laughs> the first yeah. thing. Yeah. Anthony Anderson. Yeah. Um... I feel like that should be like somebody should click a timer on our show to see how long it takes for us to start talking about penises. And steak. <laughs> oh, there it goes. 13 minutes time, in. Job, so guys. time to dick is uh is is how long? Uh, <laughs> time to dick. It's always minutes. time to dick. TTD. Time to dick. <laughs> TTD. 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 I said it. <laughs> or T2D. T2D. Imagine like this scene, like this show in Houston when a rocket goes up, like yeah. We did it. We did it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't have too much else to say about the show that doesn't delve too much in the spoilers. Um, I'll say this: the things Danny and Jammer for you guys to look out for for me, like the bank scene for me was infuriating to watch uh, because as soon as it happens, you know where it's going. But it's just there's just like this extra layer of fuck you throw it onto it that was it was really good and very hard to watch i thought it was a i thought it was fan i don't want to say fantastic i thought it was very very well done um and the other thing i can't i can't say i'll say it to nick later but uh, 
I can't say it. I can't say I it. I will spoiler. say without any spoilers that the final s- scene is an excellent like scene to do before the next episode. Like it's a really good I, yes. as long as with these kind of things you're afraid. Like honestly, well we can argue about it later, but the Zack Snyder like I like I like that movie before we go forward. Don't jump on me right now. But uh the chapters you guys disagreed felt random to me at random cutting points. I, I disagree. I know, I and I know you do, and we'll get to it. But this <laughs> felt like, and the WandaVision, it was kind of easy. I love Danny, focus. like, Danny's like, like a little, <laughs> just like head shaking. What are we talking about now? But uh, <laughs> no, no, I thought it felt like, you know, sometimes you worry when they're turning these, bi- like a six hour movie into a TV show that it'll just like end at a random point. But I, that was Pacing, one of the best yeah. end- ending places I think you could possibly That go was the that problem series. I had with a better comparison would be WandaVision. Yep. I yeah, never that, had that, that problem with WandaVision. in random though. places. Yeah, that's just oh, no. WandaVision was this, terrible. This does it much better than WandaVision. I will say that. Was that. I was literally about to say, what's that, Ileana? Because I read the thing. What's that, Nick? What'd you say? I missed it. <laughs> oh, I said this does it much better than WandaVision, obviously. That's good. good. So far, based on one episode, right? Just one episode? Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and I feel like you have to make that assessment with all of them together because I did not really notice it in WandaVision until the end where it felt like they were just stalling towards the end. Um, like when vision is riding in the truck with Darcy and I think even the episode before that, and it's like, just come on, do, do something. Um, and that, and at, that was the point where I started to feel the frustration that I think everyone else was feeling. So it was because literally it wasn't, it wasn't based on anything other than reveals. It's like, and reveal and end and reveal and end and reveal and, and that's how a TV show works. Cliffhanger, I mean, not necessarily. Not if it's a no. limited series. If it's a limited series, I think it needs to have some even Watchmen from one to what to the other. There's always well, a... Watchmen. They even had yeah. There's a cliffhanger, but it. I felt like the episodes themselves had enough sort of meat for me to be Whoa. somewhat satisfied. Yeah. yeah. Whereas one of the like before you're. <laughs> well, I know way that. But I'm just saying structure wise. <laughs> mm. I'm not talking about quality wise. I'm just saying structure wise. Like a lot of like. It, there's enough there to to sink your teeth into whereas WandaVision is like as soon as I start it's like having an appetizer and saying there's your meal well the and problem then, as opposed yeah. to I think the problem with WandaVision in the end was that keeping the episodes that short even once we got out of the the yeah tv shows because it did yeah. feel like I, South Park the season where they were all connected and it's like oh and then also it's the way I feel like Game of Thrones feels where it's like there's so many characters in that amount of time that it feels like I'm getting five minutes of story with each character and it's over. That's what yeah, that's kind of how I felt with WandaVision because WandaVision felt yeah, like it was spread too agree. thin. It was yeah, a yeah, Bilbo Baggins. Like, I got five stories of plot. scraped over too much bread. And it's over. <laughs> Whereas I, this Nick show and Jonesy, was successful. Let me, sorry, Nick. So let me ask you a question. If we go back to, to Falcon and Winter Soldier, in the first episode, did you feel that it was showing us where the 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 season was going to go or was it really just setting the the theme and the world that we're we're actually in right now just reintroducing the characters showing us where they are in their lives or did you feel that we're already up and running and there's already a a, a, a thread yeah. that's going to go through for the show so there is something to get our teeth into straight away yeah so this was like no kidding the first hour of a movie in the sense okay. that you pretty much at that point have so like so because this is a six hour feature you can't say that you know everything, but at least they set up a significant number of plot threads where you can kind of see what, where it's going to go. And I was, I was disappointed that you didn't get a chance to see it because for you, someone that was uh, slightly 
thrown off with the idea of, you know, the box within a box that was the mystery that turned out to be a straight line and WandaVision. This is much more like straightforward and you're like, okay, I, I know where this is going. There's no, it's not like there's, not a mystery, mystery based on the first is, episode right certainly from what you've yeah. seen it's, it looks like it's going to be a linear story and, yeah. and that's it that's, i yes. mean they could they could throw us a few curveballs which which wouldn't be bad yes. but at the moment it's like okay no this is going to be a, a six-hour movie uh, um and uh, and there's going to be something for me to get my teeth into from the very good very first episode that that's great to me i'm looking forward to that straight away it yeah. sounds like yeah it's great that you're not giving too much away because you're already giving away the story if you're doing that Right. Whereas WandaVision, and it you feels told like me the whole first episode and wouldn't have told me anything, right? If I told you that Captain America and the Winter Soldier was a six-hour movie, that is basically this. Like, I, I'm not kidding when I say that. I don't feel like I'm exaggerating more when I say tonally. This feels beat for beat like that. And, and not in a way that's kind of boring, but it just, like, you can literally see, like, Cap jumping out of the helicarrier, or not helicarrier, well, the jump jet and yep. landing and then going like all of that stuff feels one for one. I mean, also. you got Batrock again, like you said. Yeah. And then, but yeah. yeah, without being actual, like, it definitely feels like, I mean, you need the other movies too, just to understand them better. It's why they're not, Bucky's not evil, but it feels like a direct sequel to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Not like you were saying. Like it feels like no different than if I was sitting in a theater watching Captain America 4, which is still called that, but they've moved on to a new to his sidekicks or whatever because i was gonna ask you too jonesy what'd you think of the special effects there were just two shots i saw i'm like those were a little cheap but every other shot during the action scene i was like damn like um this is expensive as hell (laughs) i kept thinking like i kept going back to jurassic park it's like we spent no expense like this felt like where WandaVision looked like exactly what it was supposed to, like a sitcom, except until the the very last episode. This felt like, again, a no kidding, like straight up, like, yeah, we just we just made a movie and we're just showing to you separate parts. Cool. Yeah, I felt cool. the same. Yeah, because WandaVision, even in the parts that were like movie, I just felt as we went on, it felt more and more TV. Yeah, I would say the, the finale definitely didn't feel like a Marvel finale in that. But so this feels like a Marvel opening to a movie, like. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm hoping they can keep up the the pacing because watching, so Nick, I know you might disagree with this, but watching Zack Snyder's film, had I watched that in parts, I would have been perfectly satiated with all six of those parts as being like a beginning, middle and end and then coming back to it. And I'm hoping that Falcon and Winter Soldier is able to keep up the energy that they established in this first episode throughout the course, just the same way that uh, Zack Snyder was able to throughout the course of his feature. Yeah. My, my, next, question, my next question to you, Nick and Jones, then with this one, um, and Nick, you just touched on it a little bit. So if we had some, some listeners or people that we know that aren't necessarily re-watching uh, any films from the MCU over and over again, like I say, much like we do, would you recommend that someone rewatch any or, or a couple of the MCU films to jump into this show? Or that as long as they're fairly aware of who these two characters are from, from, you know, from watching Endgame and Infinity War and, and whatever they've watched before. I feel or, like Endgame is the only one. Really? And that's, why is yeah. that? Is that just to, as a reminder of who they are or it where the character has... was at the end of the at the end of the, the they song. reference it several times oh actually either in infinity war and endgame there are things that they specifically reference um 
a couple of times throughout the course of this. And you might have some fuzzy recollection and that might be enough. Um, but there's definitely, so the blip comes up. Yep. And if you've been watching WandaVision, then you might not necessarily have to go back uh, because it gets brought up quite a bit when you're talking to Monica Rambeau and all of that other stuff. And so very similarly, it is a big deal with this. And I'm very curious, is this going to be a theme throughout the Marvel shows, like the people dealing with the consequences of being gone for five years? Um, yep. yeah. yeah, and the, okay. it's interesting. This probably takes place around the same time as Spider-Man. I don't know, because they've said before this came out, six months after, I don't know how long Spider-Man's after the blip, but it's amazing. I think it is, I think it is six months. Because right? it's amazing how, because one's more of a family-friendly movie, obviously we've compared the blip scenes in WandaVision versus the blip scene in uh, Spider-Man. One plays it for comedy, one's like a horror film. Um, that, you know, the world is so put together when they're on vacation in Europe, like nothing happened. And this movie, this show is addressing directly how, you know, governments fell and like the world is still not where, like, it's still like a, a shadow of what once was as far as like governments and armies and all that stuff. Like it's still six months later, we're not back to normal. Yeah. What it feels like to me is people going to people, right? Like every, yeah. like throughout the course of your normal life, like you're just going to do what you're going to do. Almost like the pandemic, like you're going to try to live your normal life, but the infrastructure and all of that stuff, that's where the cracks are. Um, all of those key people um, that made things work in the infrastructure, that's the problem. Just like in WandaVision. So yeah. Tyler Haywood, um, douchebag, right? So he's in that infrastructure layer and because he was there, shit got fucked up. Well, there's a there's an interesting conversation right there, right? Because Thanos was what 50-50 split, right? It was gonna was it to cut everything in half? Yeah, like the population. So we always kind of are you? Well, I say we always. There's a feeling that that means that it was fifty percent of everyone's population, but it was fifty percent of the Earth's population. Now that could mean the whole of no, South it America. It was fifty percent of the entire universe. universe. Yeah. Well, yeah. So so, so basically, so we, for all it we might know, not be fifty percent of France. Knows. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I mean. So there could have been countries on on Earth that kind of were barely affected, should we say? But then oh, there could have been countries been cool. on Earth that well, just you know, see what I mean, that. right? It I wasn't necessarily a fifty-fifty yeah. of countries. Or even planet, the whole of the whole of Europe was fine. That's why Spider-Man was fine. But the whole of <laughs> the whole of South America was blipped out, and the whole of uh, Africa was blipped out, and some of China and a little bit of Australia. But Europe was fine. That's why Paris and Italy and everything was okay. But I there was never any. Too. Or it's not there was never like any saying of men or 50% of women or anything like that. Exactly. 50% so, of life, not even the 50% of humans. Yeah, there so is, it could so be not that necessarily better or worse off. Yeah. So not necessarily to that extreme, but it does get addressed in this. Okay, um, cool. That's kind of where they, I was going. It was a it was a, a, a random question in the sense of that who the hell knows, but it could be something that addressed, and you say they do. So to the extent that you say we don't know exact numbers. What we do know is there is a group within this um, series that was all for whatever was happening at the time of the blip. Ah, and okay, so they're yeah. trying to go back to that. And so it would be interesting to your point if we know during the blip that they existed and we might get that answer. Because if they're trying to go back to it, it would be very nice if they, if they caught us up to what was happening during that time. 
You know, I've no doubt that certain people benefited, as in always, in whenever there's a, a, a state of war or a state of we're in now, like this pandemic, exactly. there's always people benefiting, there's always people suffering. And I've no doubt that oh, during man. the blip time, there would have been people making a fortune and grasping for power and becoming, you know, more than they, they suppose should have been. Et so, yeah, screwed. there would have been a lot of Danny, a lot of bit of people Danny, pissed off when, you, when it came back. Go on. This is your show. This like, oh, there you go. There are things that they talk about in this show and you're going to be like, ah, OK, that. Right. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to stop talking to you guys now and go and watch it. Cause everyone's yeah, I, so it's not, I'm honestly just like going back we into just some fuck off, stuff. And I'm just like, I don't want to listen to this right now. I just want to like do something else. I have a question. Not exactly. We're, we're getting to too show. deep into a show. I haven't seen yet. So here's this question. Sorry, Jamma, my, my fault. Sorry, buddy. MCU in general. I know obviously it wasn't intentional, especially by the timing, but do you think the blip has more relevance because of the pandemic comparison? now where it's like a year of our lives have been taken away yeah, um, yeah like obviously it wasn't meant that way it was done before that but you can kind of see the parallels in a way also we're like losing we like half a million americans relate. so far and yeah we can certainly relate and connect to a lot of things and i've no doubt they'll they'll address it in future shows the ones that have been filmed during the pandemic and and post gives them gives them some stories to play with gives them some heartstrings to tug on we've all been affected one way or the other right yeah. Some and more then, than others, Nick, yourself yeah. included. And then to answer your question, Danny, from earlier, which has no spoilers at all, Jammer, um, I think you're fine either way, rewatching or not. Okay. You'll get more enjoyment if you rewatch, I guess, because I guess whenever I watch a Marvel movie, I'm like, I'm glad I memorized almost every joke because I'm getting more out of this than the person next to me. <laughs> but, it's only uh, been five days since watching Endgame again, so I'm, I'm, it, it bounces around yeah, all the time, primed. you know. Dude, Endgame yeah. is so fucking good. So, like, if, you're, if right. you know the so basic good. story of Bucky... I mean, the Winter Soldier and Falcon. Like, my mom never rewatches any of them. She skipped WandaVision because, ironically, a 69-year-old woman didn't want to watch a show that looked like a sitcom. She'd rather watch a she's getting Marvel She's getting show. PTSD flashbacks to being yeah, a child maybe. and having her mom watch I Love Lucy. But, uh, dreaming of Jeannie. But uh, she's super excited for this. And so is my dad, who hasn't even who hates getting dragged to the movies. But he's he's really excited to see, like, marvel come back and especially he's liked obviously the captain america movies the most because they're the most grounded my dad hates movies i don't know how i was birthed he hates movies <laughs> Not during a like movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah how you were birthed i don't or know how, how i came out like i did pool. there you go yeah, i know I, I purposely you know worded it in the most awkward and weird way as you know humanly possible and we're back to talking about dicks again we Are did we? it we did it. Well, it's time to dick on that one. I think it was. Oh, spike there. Oh, that was actually about. I think it's generally fifteen to sixteen minutes time to dick <laughs> average is probably where we're at. That's that's about fourteen minutes longer than my normal time to dick. <laughs> oh, I'm just such a good mood because yeah, I watched two awesome. Superhero things this week. I'm sorry, Nick. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Whoa. Yeah, I heard that too. Holy it. shit. The review went down overnight because I had slept on it. But we can, t- oh, are we just going to jump into it right now? Let's that jump might right be in Superman. I, I mean, we're, I think we're ready. Justice League, everyone. Let's do it. Zack no Snyder's, it. a film by Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder's Justice League, directed by Zack Snyder. You're, you're, you're messing up the TTD uh, ratio. <laughs> TTD average. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, did you do another dick joke and I missed it? <laughs> You're too big because he, dick he didn't think he liked Justice League. Yeah. I. You said it quickly. You didn't think anybody hear it. 
I heard it. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> that man is playing Galaga. All right. So <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League. It premiered on HBO on March 18th. And it is, uh, I don't even want to do like a, everybody's seen this, right? So this is the story of the Justice League fighting Steppenwolf. And as he comes to Earth to try to get the mother boxes from, from Earth. Um, and so Batman has to, in the wake of the death of Superman, bring a team together to fight off the forces of evil. Evil cannot talk today. Fight off the forces of evil and save the Earth. The bells been rung. But in the dark, among the stars. God is dead. I had a dream. Almost like a premonition. I think there's an attack coming. My lord, this world will fall. Uh, Zack Snyder's version of the Justice League right now sits at an 8.6 out of 10 on IMDb and a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's fresh. 78% with the critics. I think it's as high as a 95 with the audience, uh, if not slightly higher. Well, yeah. So 75% with uh, critics and 97%. Which is to be expected. (laughs) That high of an audience score. Okay, yeah, because people are whining. You think you think they went in and they uh, sandbagged it? No, I'm not even saying that. I'm saying it's a fan pleaser, and the mm. other Justice League was not. Yeah. Oh, I see. I'm not I saying there's something dirty behind it. No, 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 no. Different. Plus, as much as I will um, say that people went into it knowing they'd love it and then loved it, um, it's actually good. So, <laughs> no harm in that. That helps. It does help going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So contrast that with the original, the 2017 film, which had a 40% with critics and a 71% with audiences. So across the board, this film is blowing Joss Whedon's version out of water. And it, it, you know, it's, it's kind of fascinating to me that this is happening now, like right now. And the glow up for Zack Snyder versus Joss Whedon's um, implosion is kind of insane. Um, I, I don't think anybody could have predicted that. And I just, I think it's a fascinating time to live in to see that happen. But um, you guys want to get into some spoiler-free uh, reviews? Like Twitter reviews? Like yeah. first impression kind of yeah. things? Yeah. Who wants to want Danny? You were the quietest during the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Do you want to start with your uh Justice yeah. League spoiler? Well, I'll, give, I'll give my Twitter, Twitter review thing. Uh, I personally I thought it was fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed the um the uh, chance to actually get to know the characters, 
to get to care about care about them one way or the other. I thought the chapter thing worked really, really well. And I think that's going to help anybody that wants to rewatch this in the future to be able to break it down into those chunks. Um, and I actually really, really actually thought that the whole thing made a lot more sense. The story made a lot more sense. I actually cared about what was going on. I understood the motivations of pretty much everybody, whether or not they were good motivations, that's an part of what we're going to talk about but uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it I really really will look forward to watching this again and using those chapters that I thought were well placed to break down my coffee breaks bathroom breaks and sleep breaks um, but yeah I was super I love pleased. a little fuck super you Nick pleased. in there yeah super pleased so two questions for you before I moved on to somebody else um yep. when was the last time you saw the original Justice League and Shit, did you like, like Batman v Superman uh Last time I saw Justice League was when it was released on the big screen. So what are we talking three years now? Yep. Or didn't like it. It was August didn't of like uh, it. 2017. Yeah, did not like it. Couldn't give a shit about it. Was disappointed. Um, Batman versus Superman, I thought was was much, much better. I haven't, and this is really frustrating for me. I haven't had a chance to see the, what's it called? The ultimate cut. I just can't get ultimate hold edition. of a copy over here. I Dang. haven't got a chance to mm. see it. Yeah, I know. And I hear it's, it's a better version. Um, it makes so I that haven't movie seen, make sense. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. So I haven't seen the updated version of that, but I did prefer the version I have seen to Justice League four years ago. Didn't like it. Couldn't give a shit about it. I'm super pleased now that this version is out so I could actually enjoy that movie. But yeah, that first okay. one was shite. Yeah. I agree. So desperate to go into um, spoilers and other things, but I'm going to keep quiet now because we're going to talk about it, but yeah. All right, all right. So I will go down the list as you all appear in reverse order. Joseph Jammer, Dina, same question to you. When was the last time you saw uh, the original Justice League film, 2017? Um, I already know that you like Batman. Well. And then, give me, and then give me your Twitter review of this. Well, it has been less than a week since yeah. I've seen all of the movies. Last Saturday, I... Uh, I watched Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, and then on Sunday watched uh, Justice League. Um, so they're all was that happenstance, or did you did you watch those to prepare for this, or was that just like your yeah. normal? I watched them to prepare. Jammers weekly no. routine. <laughs> Jammers weekly routine. Ah, just throw on Man of Steel Snyderverse. and Batman v Superman. <laughs> I, I know I've I've actually probably only seen Man of Steel five times. Hang on a second, my phone decided <laughs> oh, ah, I'm going to kick off. Your Man of Steel is great. Um, I love that film. Love that film. I've only watched it five times. Ah. And um, it's over the course of like almost a decade. Chill out, Jonesy. Good God. Um, no, no, no. Anyways, no he said Man of Steel. Was, no, he said Man of Steel was great. And I went, that's me. Ah, yeah, he's talking to me, Jammer, not to. you, buddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything's not about you. you. It's actually gotten <laughs> better over time for me. I've actually liked it more and more. I actually cried twice in it. Twice a moment. I, like I thought that this was, this is a much better movie than Man of Steel. Well, let's let's not get there yet. Oh, I'll get there, Jonesy. No, I'm no, no, not, no, I'm not no, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, anyways, I like that movie. I I love Batman v Superman, uh, Justice League. This is the big conversation talking point because I have infamously said repeatedly, both in podcast form and in print form that I think that Justice League is a more entertaining movie than Avengers Age of Ultron. I watched Avengers Age of Ultron a few weeks ago, enjoyed it a lot more than I had in the past. Um, That movie does get better based on the current landscape. And um, Justice League did not. Justice League gets worse with every watching, conversely. Um, I still think it's a fun Saturday morning cartoon thing. It's not good, but I enjoyed watching it. But 
yeah, it's it's a uh, it's not it doesn't have anywhere near the amount of substance that Age of Ultron has, and especially with the Snyder Cut now out, it is irrelevant. It's an irrelevant movie. So yeah, in the documentary yeah, yesterday, I think so, Zack Snyder said the other one's obviously still canon for Warner Brothers. Well, they can obviously is fuck it? off if that's the case. Like, well, there's nothing. I don't think it should be recognized at all. Yeah, like, I, I don't think Snyder's. We'll get to. I don't think Snyder's there's nothing is going anywhere, but I don't think you need to recognize Joss Whedon's at all. Is it? There's nothing. It. There's nothing. There's nothing in it though that like carries over to the other movies in any meaningful way. Yeah, because they went straight so to Aquaman and stopped ignoring point. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, my short Twitter review is this is this this movie scratched two itches for me. Three itches actually. Uh it Itch. gave me a Woo. gave me a Zack, Zack Snyder vision of Justice League. It gave me a good superhero team-up movie, and it gave me a new amazing epic fantasy film, um, which mm. I was not expecting, which I could talk a bit more about in terms of structure when the time comes. Cause and I will actually, not disagree now. with that. Statement. It was, it was structured. It was structured like an epic fantasy novel. If you ever read any epic fantasy novels, they're like, yeah. they're very much, um, it feels like a tapestry, you know, getting pieces of a puzzle, like all throughout from different perspectives and it slowly weaves together. And I really, you know, it feels big in scale and it takes a while for everyone to get together. And then it just kind of comes together in a really satisfying way that just felt reminiscent of an epic fantasy novel. Okay. And so I can tell based on your review that you don't use Twitter anymore. I just want to, I just want to put that out there. You know what? You everyone, just, everyone went off. You're all right, just how about going this? on. How about you're this? You're just going on, buddy. It's all right. How about this? <laughs> the Snyder cut, scratch three itches. Grade Zack Snyder. Fuck. Hold on. Right, sex, not alien, what? androids, and wizards. What is that? Center fuck. What? All right, I'm done. I'm sure Jammer said great sex, not I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> and last but uh, uh, not least, Nick. Oh wait, are you done? Are you done? Are what about done? what about yourself? What about you? You haven't. You still have you. I was well. going to go to Nick. I was going to go to Nick. No, but what about you? I I shared with you all my Twitter review. Um, this is a massive step up from the 2017 film and it's not an ultimate cut in any way like it is it's just a massive improvement what does that mean and is the ultimate cut a step above a massive improvement no yeah, it means the ultimate, better than an ultimate cut right yeah an ultimate cut to me it has so this is not part of my twitter review this is my explanation of the ultimate cut an ultimate All cut right, or a director's cut sometimes is just like the connective tissue where some scenes either didn't make sense, it it fleshes things out slightly better. Because I remember thinking watching the ultimate edition of uh, Batman v Superman, that some of the things that happened made more sense. Like the one that sticks out to me the most was, it was the idea of the bullets in Africa. And it was like, why would anybody think that Superman used bullets? I always use that Like whatever. The burning bodies. And so, <laughs> right. And so that was the thing that they fleshed out a little bit better. And it's like, okay, that makes more sense. This isn't just making more sense. To Danny's point about, you know, getting to know the characters better. This was like, like one, you got an entire character back in this. So Cyborg was like a, a, almost like a completely different person in this, just inserted into this film. And so that's what I mean when I say the difference between an ultimate cut and whatever this is. This is like, it's beyond like a Lord of the Rings extended edition cut. Like it's, 
it's something that I think I feel comfortable saying that in the time that I've seen movies is kind of unprecedented. Um, yeah. Because I, to your point, I think another thing you mean, only put, I'm putting words in your mouth, sorry. Um, it's better than putting something else in your mouth. Uh, All right, what time to Dick was that? That was like eight minutes? That's yeah. about, no. Well, yeah, because I didn't know Dick went just a few minutes ago. But uh, uh, I thought he just meant the, was... the Kevin Feige sauce. there was a a penis my bad (laughs) um it's also like just you know completely recut even this like order changed of scenes and like each scene is recut itself that's why i think that's why it's its own thing not just an extended cut where you put stuff back in it's like here's a completely different take different order different it was weird it was weird weird. this is gonna sound weird right now it was weird. It was weird watching going into this movie and then seeing scenes at like two hours in that were like in the first five to ten minutes of the original cut. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I one of the things that I thought of to compare this to, and it's an odd comparison, was the rated R version of Daredevil, which inserts an entire subplot into that movie that does not exist in the original theatrical cut. Like they cut out Coolio from the entire theatrical version of this. And it is the reason why Matt Murdock had to do what he had. Like, it's the reason why he had to figure out who Kingpin was. And it's less about, I have to find who killed my girlfriend who's responsible for that versus what we kind of like from the Daredevil TV show, which is I need to figure out who, I Daredevil need to figure out who this is to help Matt Murdock solve a case. And so that's almost what Zack Snyder did. It's not just connective tissue. It's, in, it's like complete subplots that make the movie overall better so lots, lots of talkies yeah dog. i uh oh hmm. no do my i'm sorry go first jammer what's up no you go yeah you go ahead jammer get it all out get it all yeah. out baby come on no no i forgot that nick hadn't gone yet so i'll wait till he says okay. things my twitter <laughs> no 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 i got your twitter right review right here baby 42 minutes in and this film is bloated as shit could yeah, have multiple. been 21 minutes without losing a full scene nick doll Defend your tweets. I also have positive <laughs> tweets later, but uh, hold on a second. Hold on. I, I, I was going to start. I was going to start my tweet. Let me tell you, it is indeed is this, a bloated. Is this your film. first day? Is this your first day on the internet? It's not like anybody reads your subsequent tweets or your cleanup tweets or your correct. Like, there, there's no edit. I have got. I've got the one. Well, I wouldn't change this my opinion about the first forty-two minutes. <laughs> I just, I, I kind of <laughs> tweeted about how much I liked it as I was watching it and how it was improving. And then here, here's another. Let's, this isn't a tweet, but this is a Slack. If you guys blame me, like the movie just to prove a point, fuck you. Fuck I'll hang you. up and I won't edit. It. Then I'll spoil Bye. Falcon for Jammer and Danny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm out, and here's what happens at the very end of the episode, assholes. <laughs> No, no, sorry. Thanos jumps out of the sky and just smashes them both from a different dimension. And that's the end of the series. Or even our five more episodes. Idiots. (laughs) Idiots! So Nick Dahl. Nick Dahl. So after four hours of viewing uh, and calming down and settling settling down from your stream of consciousness, tweeting about how much you hate the film, uh, tell us where you ended up. Um, So here's my Twitter review. It is an extremely bloated film. That could be three hours without losing any emotion or character moments. Just, but it once you get past the parts you've already seen, it's a good. The three final chapters in the epilogue are almost good enough to make up for the first three chapters being almost unwatchable. As someone who's seen the original Justice League, go oh, fuck. I felt like I was watching the same movie. What are you talking about? 
first three what chapters saying doesn't make any the first half is so bad it drags down my score of the rest of it because i thought the second half was great what was bad about what? the first half what's bad i've seen yeah. it before okay wait, hold on so i think if you hadn't seen so this point League, it'd be a lot better we're gonna get into spoilers right now because i, I want to hear this shit i want to hear this shit so nick doll we're getting into spoilers. What is bad about the beginning of this film? Well, first of all, they spent the six minute opening is a super slow motion of something from the past film that does add more context, but could be done in a minute. Why Not does it like, matter that it's from the past film? Well, it only matters because it's seven minutes. They, they took a one minute part of the last film and slowed it in slow motion down to seven minutes. Yeah, but I mean, it basically doubled as the opening credits. So there's that. Yeah, but just like even just... I don't know. It's it, there's so much slow motion that could be removed from this movie, and so much cuts. Just, I know it's he's he says it's so, for mood and stuff, but there's so much people just walking. Then like oh, we see the is. person open the door, we see the person walk into the building, we see the person close the door. It's like a work print um, that does add I think all the story points right. you need later, but it could still be generally a three-hour movie right. just as good. I think. I think that the slow motion in the beginning, so beyond Jammer's point about it opening as the as the credits it gives a different context to that scene and the context that it gives it is that that scream is what wakes up the mother boxes and seeing it in slow motion is what allows you to see the sound waves yep and so that that it recontextualizes that scene and it comes and it ties back in much later when when they talk about the the reason why they no, didn't talk Kryptonian. to each other when Superman was around and and so that whole thing is just makes the story make a lot more no, I'm not I, saying the whole story I makes sense but the whole thing that. makes a lot more sense you definitely need that for the rest of the movie in fact it yeah it for off the bat that makes the entire film make more sense than the other cut you're like, why yeah. is this happening now? I, yeah, I think that's point, what we're, Nick, we're point always going to But it could have been like three point, minutes. Nick, it, didn't have to be, it didn't have to be eight minutes long. I get your point. Um, however, I feel like as somebody who likes Zack Snyder and his Zack Snyderisms, every single time I was like, did that need to be slow motion? No. But I kind of like looking at it. It looked yeah. pretty. It set it's the mood. Pretty. And it, it gave breathing room to, to all the character stuff going on around it. So it's like, I, I was set for a Zack Snyder experience. That's exactly what I got. You know, it's something yeah. that you know took its time. Of course, like like if you like, look at if you look at the the opening scene of of the the opening scene, the scene with the the Amazons protecting the mother box, that scene I feel like was less choppy and much slower. She spent like a minute and a half in that hallway, as opposed to you know five oh. seconds. Yeah, but I wouldn't and, cut stuff like that. Um, that wasn't because slow it, motion. It, it, it was extra tension moments. It's like, oh, I might not make. No, it no. Out. My point, my point is, it wasn't necessary, but it just felt more, more uh, um, grounded. Isn't the right word. It just gave me time to sort of sit with the characters. No, um, yeah. and I know that's his intent. Otherwise, aside from also, and I'm saying it worked. As for me, I, yeah. I think it would still work without spending. I think. See, okay, here's the reason why. It's the same problem with Batman v Superman about like why did he think this cut would ever get released at theaters, even if he didn't leave the movie on his own like the studio's uh-huh. not gonna release I don't think a four he did. hour movie he didn't. then why did he write a four yeah, hour right. movie he's writing a movie he knows will never make the big screen like maybe it will now and like special screenings well, but I mean, he's writing a movie he wrote, the the same with I Batman think... v Superman he wrote a movie that he knew that they would remove 30 minutes of and then the movie made no sense that's like asking that's like asking Tarantino that's like asking Tarantino why Kill Bill volume one and volume two are in his mind one film 
right? Like he wrote those as one thing. And yeah. I think the difference here is that Snyder saw an opportunity. And so I guess one of the problems that I have with people talking about the length, so moving away from kind of the slow motion thing, the length of this film isn't problematic specifically because of the format that it was released in. In a world where people are binging entire seasons of shows and watching like episode after episode after episode, and the fact that this is is easily broken up based on the chapters, I feel like that's a weird argument. Well, this does all of the heavy lifting with the exception of making you press play at the end of every episode. Are at the end of every uh, letting letting Netflix do it for you. Bad about your life. Seeing seeing like, like the, the screen goes black. Are you still watching? You're sitting there going, "Yes, I'm still watching." <laughs> Can't move like a still... fucking troll. Well, no, and I and Jonesy, you made a good point to me on Slack where you're like, "It's like the Lord of the Rings cuts." Like, yeah, it wasn't meant to be theatrical or whatever. And that's my problem with it. Is yes, it works perfectly here, but how is this ever intended to work at theaters? It but wasn't. again, why do you? But yeah, is that why the point of making the movie? Because yeah, it works great as an HBO. No, Max, no, because here's the thing. The point I think, of making I think, it is for you to enjoy it. No, but I, I mean, but no theater's going to carry it. I think they could have made it. I think literally they could have had something similar at three and a half movie hours. I don't think three hours is realistic because each scene generally accomplishes something. Each scene pushes it forward. What I really think maybe they could have done is cut out. Some of those moments, some of those extra slow motion shots, some of like the, the extra things here and there. I don't know about full scenes because each one accomplished something. I agree so with you on in that. In my mind, I'm thinking three and a half hours or so. I think and it's I was more probably, just, yeah, the, the so, momentum. I was probably exaggerating with three hours, but no, I agree with you. I don't. Th- I think you can cut. I think you can trim scenes and slow motion moments enough to not lose a single scene, just parts of it, and trim st- shots. Make a shorter film that still works just as well, but maybe doesn't have the so same. So the funny thing pace. to me is. It wasn't necessarily the slow motion stuff that I noticed that felt like it could have been cut. It was the stuff like, so going to the Amazonian scene, it was the scene where she's like walking towards the mother box and doesn't want to touch it. It's like that didn't need to be that long. Yeah. Or the scene where the the crowd follows Bruce Wayne to Aquaman Mm -hmm. getting in the water while she sniffs his goddamn sweater. Yeah. She's like snipping his sweater while they're all singing. Like you can take all this. So it's not... For me, it, it wasn't necessarily so much because I kind of agree with Jammer, like the, the slow motion stuff, like he's the Michael Bay of slow motion in this sense. Like Michael Bay has this weird thing where he focuses on the wrong thing and it's always TNA and it's always inappropriate. <laughs> At least in this sense, like the stuff that he focuses on isn't like the gross stuff that makes you feel bad for watching a slow motion. So it's, it's beautiful. It's nice to look at. And like it, it accomplishes some sort of impact, at least for me. And, and I, I, I know that that impact and, probably- And what he also does course. is he, he tends to also be completely visual in the way he says things. And so that might lead to him lingering on shots or things that without having them say anything than most directors would because he's just trying to convey it all through visuals only. And it's like visuals and then setting the mood and sort of doing this thing. And I think that that moment really quick with Aquaman and the, the crowd also epitomized the moment for me because I was watching it and like, she looked the sweater and they started singing. And I was just like, is this necessary? No, but I like the way it transitioned to Martha and it made it work in a way that I, I appreciated it. So I was like, I like, I was able to kind of sit in it. This is actually, this movie kind of fixed a problem that I had with Batman v Superman, Ultimate Edition even. The big problem I had with that one is that 
even though I liked it, there was (laughs) um, each scene was like a minute and a half or less. It was just like, boom, 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 boom. And it was just like, it was fast, fast, very, very, a bit choppy. Um, this movie actually lets scenes sit and let it let's be with the character. And like I said, like it felt like a fantasy novel where it's like if you have a big fantasy novel, they have like really long chapters because each chapter is like it gives you enough time to really sit and get into the character's mindset, get into like what's in the story. And it's like at the end of each chapter, you're just like, oh, I feel like I had like a complete little mini journey there within that chapter. And I feel pretty satisfied right now. Yeah. And um and I think that helped because of like the pacing and the way he did shots and just uh, just the way that he let the movie breathe. And I never felt bored. Wasn't necessary. Yep. Could we have actively cut things out and told the same story? Yes. But was I bothered by the pacing as it was? Not really. Yeah, and me so- neither. I was. I enjoyed those. Uh, sorry, Jones. I enjoyed those. Those yeah, a lot of those extra slow mo shots, especially when they were based around the characters or that that song and the the the, the sweater sniffing at the end. For me, that was all <laughs> developing and building the characters. That to me was showing how Aquaman has connected with humans, you know, earth dwellers, <laughs> land dwellers, and how he had made an impact on them and how important he is as a as a character and as a person in this world so that there is something to fight for. There is these things to fight for. He has been doing good things whilst he's been pissed off with his Atlanteans and stuff. So, you know, the extra bits with, with Flash, that, that whole longer scene with him. So it just made me connect with him more as a character. So even the slow-mo shots, like Jam was saying, could they be shut down? Yeah, but they helped to build some sort of connection. They all had a, a reason and a purpose. Could they have been shortened? Yes, totally 100% with Jammer. But also, for me, it helped to make this a little bit more enjoyable for me because it made me care about the characters a little bit more, added some flavor to them, added some 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 contrast and added some depth to them. I guess it's because I'm not a Snyder person going into it. Like, I I despise 300 because that movie's half <laughs> slow motion. Did I tell you that time I told my mom, I was like, you should see 300. Yes. I was like, don't learn anything about it. Just go see it. And she called me back. That movie was terrible. Why did you make me watch that movie? <laughs> do you guys want to go through these chapter by chapter? How do you want to do it? Do you want to do broad strokes? You want to go through chapter by you? How do you I don't think I could out? remember chapter by chapter. I don't think yeah. I've, I've got more broader okay. stroke notes, but, um, but okay. I'm happy to. I can go broad along. strokes. I mean, if you want to go chapter broad by strokes. chapter, as long as you kind of give Give me an idea so, of what the chapter is. I could comment on it. So the first chapter, don't count on it, Batman. The broad stroke of it was like that was him trying to, and it ended with uh, Themyscira. And what I noticed about that for me is that it just breezed by. It went by very quickly. So it encapsulates all of that stuff that we pretty much, one of the reasons why I asked whether or not you guys want to do it that way. Um, yeah, let's do it. And then the, okay. Yeah. Um, and then the, the next section is what, you guys were talking about the fantasy aspect. So it jumps into that age of heroes. And so this is Diana telling the story, the Lord of the Rings-esque story where gods and men and the Amazonians all come together to defeat Darkseid. Um, what, if anything, did you guys like about that? And so Jammer, I'll start with you, because I know that you you specifically like the fantasy elements that you got. But ironically, it wasn't this part. It wasn't actually the fantasy, the fantastic really? elements. It was it was literally just the structure of the story and the way of the different perspectives and just the way it let you kind of sit with each perspective for a while. It was more about that than actually the fantasy stuff. Um, 
Okay. This was probably my least favorite chapter just because, you know, it was fine when I watched it, but I imagine if I were watching it again, I would just be like, I know what happened. You know, they fought together, blah, 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 blah. Like it was fine. Like I, the pro, like the prologues are like always the most boring parts of books for me. They're also like the most um, boring parts of epic movies where they should show generic fight scene, but I, I they, they gave it enough um, perspective, not perspective. They gave it, they, they differentiated it enough and, and gave it enough um, sort of, storytelling purpose that i enjoyed it as it was happening you know the, the idea of them all coming together and you actually get to see the freaking zeus and everyone and like you know how they're like two feet taller than everyone else it's kind of cool you get to see a little <laughs> bit of that world but it didn't linger too much on it but it was still enough i, I don't know i'm torn because because that's as on one level i'm like did we really need to see all of that play out as it did but on the other hand i'm like it's better than just getting told it in a right. choppy way like it almost let you sit there and long enough to sort of get invested in that battle and that struggle and those enemies and those allies. So um, I ultimately liked it. And so to help Danny and Nick, here's what I recall from this next chapter. It was, you've got Batman on a plane talking to Alfred about, you know, trying to uh, explain his motivations to Alfred. You've got Diana going to see the, the tomb. She's basically doing tomb raiding. Um, yep. there's this scene with Willem Dafoe and Aquaman having that conversation about take up your mother's trident. There's the scene with the sod and Steppenwolf having a conversation about basically why Steppenwolf is almost an indentured servant at this point. And then you get this whole battle scene. Um, those were the highlights of this chapter that stuck out to me. Um, yep. I will say for myself personally, like I, I really liked getting Bruce's grief because I felt like it was palpable and like his explanation for why he was doing what he was doing. And I really enjoyed seeing the conversation between Saad and Steppenwolf about like, you know, you, you basically, you, you went against the family. And yep. so this is why you're doing this. So you need to go do the thing. So um, yep. whichever you all would like to, to jump in first about what you thought about it. Well, I think for me, it's it, it kind of just it's another point, another time to reemphasize how much I like the character growth here. And so this the those scenes you mentioned, particularly in this first chapter or first couple of chapters, whatever it was, it included some little backstory and character development for Steppenwolf as well, his motivations. And one thing I do remember from the first, you know, the original edit of Justice League, that, that he was just this generic bad guy that was doing something, but was really pissed off about something. But I don't know what and why. He was just like, mother, just, the entire time. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. understand. And for dark side. Nothing. So even even he, and I think this was was quite important for the rest of the film, but even he had some sort of motivation, some sort of um, feelings about why he's doing what he's doing. And it wasn't just to drive plot along. There was some other motivations about what he was doing for Darkseid, et cetera, et cetera. So to me, all these scenes were great in the sense that they just helped that character development, which I really enjoyed from this film. So that was just reinforcing that for me. Um, I'm not sure how... Did, with questions I had about this and slightly off topic is what happened to Zeus and stuff then why are those gods where are they are they going to come in in the future did they just piss off did we, They're dead, did we stop believing in them they disappear I don't know don't it they just say that Wonder just, Woman I mean a different movie don't they address that all the gods are dead except for uh, possibly, like Ares but, and a yeah, few others I'm, I'm just, oh, yeah, I'm not Aries, saying, right. and I know, I know that uh, Jammer's got the restore the Snyderverse uh, hashtag going right now. And I'm not sure I really need all these questions answered with other movies, but I like the fact that they had those characters. Oh, I wonder what happened to them. And with, is there a way of knowing this and finding out in the future? I liked that stuff. Didn't get to um, 
uh, um, see them anymore. Didn't bother me. That extended scene, that extended prologue scene, I really enjoyed it. Um, and so, yeah, I was happy with this first chapter based on what you said those broad strokes were, um, Jonesy. Um, if there's anything okay, in between my, uh, that I missed, them, but yeah. My wife was funny because when we got to see a little bit more backstory with um, Steppenwolf, my wife was like, oh, he's so sad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Like he's, he's he comes off slightly more empathetic. He comes up like... Like Venom did in the movie Venom. In my world, I am kind of a loser. <laughs> Good comparison, actually. Definitely not a Thanos type. That's, that's Dark Side, not him. Thank you. Chapter two, Age of Heroes. So for the first two chapters, I do. I agree. I the best part of these were giving Stephen Wolf some background. And God damn it, he looks cool in most shots. There are a few. Oh, the this movie better. has a few shots that look unfinished or like like they were running out of money. Like the Lex yeah. Luthor review where he's in there, it looks like they took a shot of him from the roof and put him in the tank. It wasn't the same shot from the other movie because he was completely oh, dry and he's not wearing the same. He looked like he was just, they cut it out and just put it in the water. But it was such a quick shot that it didn't really We're matter. in a pandemic, Nick. Mm-hmm. They yeah, but they can't use funny. the original I saw, I saw someone interview uh, Zack Snyder and they're like, was there a shot from Man of Steel that I saw in there? He's like, we're in a pandemic. We're doing what we Wait, can. there is a Man of Steel shot there. <laughs> Apparently there is. I don't know which one it was. <laughs> well, if we don't know, it works. But yeah. the first two acts, okay, as I said, I like the second half of the movie way better. And the third half is where I started getting, the third chapter is where I started getting hope. Um, I really didn't like the first two parts at all. It felt like only because okay. if I had not seen Justice League before, I would probably enjoy those a lot, but that felt like, oh, I'm watching the, the the first two chapters felt very much like it was mostly the stuff I had seen before, even if it was in a uh, trailer for the original movie before it got cut out and wasn't in the film itself. I was like, okay, this is like, this is boring. They're like, only cause I'd seen it before. Otherwise I don't think I'd be so critical of the first two chapters. I will say one thing that really <laughs> bothers me still about hmm. uh comparing steel frat boy Zack snyder with like patty jenkins is why that... do you keep calling him frat boy just because he's because he's buff if he wasn't buff you would feel like no it's not R- that R- R- coots and i kind of discussed this it's interesting he's like he's not like he's he's taking the very manly perspective him and i are with their superhero movies where it's like how it's just everything like oh we have to have a scene where batman's like doing crossfit and like this and that it's just and, and the main example is the one i was about to bring up where doesn't Patty every Jenkins movie have a training scene now we got to see batman getting his gains and tracking his macros and all that shit <laughs> but no but apart from that it's the part i want to bring up is that you know you watch patty jenkins wonder woman and they're dressed like they should be for war they have yeah. full war. then you get to the women who are guarding the tunnel and they're like wearing slave leia bikinis with their tummies out and everything. And it's like the male gaze of Amazonian versus midriffs, the male gaze of Amazon versus the <laughs> female director version of Amazon. Correcting no, it only true. makes it worse. That is true. That is true. I it's agree with very that, Zach the way Snyder. He them up. And like but I will say, I was just like, I saw those abs. I was like, damn, I want those abs. Yeah, like, no, no kid. No, I want those strong fucking abs. Those are like, must and, all be athletes. And that's, I'm that's willing to bet that that was part of it too. So part of it like was to be able to highlight that because there's, I was just going to say point, the same thing. When she's slow-mo, like sledgehammer shit and her like whole body moves. I'm like, God damn, I need to get in the gym. Yeah. It's yeah, a I will say this, way like, of doing it, but it does show their strength and comparing their, their it, uh, power. I think you're yeah. right, Nick. 
there definitely is a male gaze aspect to it, but I will say I felt differently looking at these Amazons that I normally do like in a Michael Bay movie because the Michael Bay movie was like, ooh, look at that, it's hot. Whereas this one is just like, I want to be that. Like I want that. Body. Yeah, it wasn't I it wasn't ass and titties. It was it was, hey, I'm highlighting their strength and their power, like Danny said. And that, that makes no I, sense for that a being warrior. Said, I did not I think you're right. I think you're right. I mean, but then again, he does it with freaking 300 too and Zeus and shit. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's like, yeah, Zeus I think and it's stuff. It's like, rah, I don't know. Like that's 300. What gives me the bro. He's, he's more of a bro. I got the same vibe from the Amazons. I don't. I, and I, I got the same vibe from Batman v Superman when he was hammering um, the tire. Like you get that same, like, here's his ad. Like it's all of that same stuff. I, I don't see him treating anybody differently. It's all the same focus on power. Yeah, it's just that he scene likes ever since that. the he likes, struck me as he weird. Likes, I think, but I think that's just a you thing. I think my impression of what he shows, it is an appreciation for the human physique, be they yeah. man or woman. It's never know. like gazing. It's not Did gaze. you watch it's 300? Again, bringing up Michael Bay. Yes, I hated it. Yeah. It's one of my most hated movies yeah. I've ever seen. No, I get that. I hate that so when Michael Bay because does I agree this, with you mostly, Nick. Uh, but it's weird because I, I feel like when you watch like a Michael Bay film, that like that is the obvious difference. Like yeah. you're tracking, watching somebody's butt as they go up, or you're looking at uh, Megan Fox in a way that, given her age, is kind of weird and inappropriate. And so I, yeah, I don't Bay agree that. that the shots that I'm seeing of these people fits that same thing because he treats men and women the same and it really yeah. is almost like a, a greco-roman appreciation of the body yeah and that's that's what i got from it and i'm not saying yeah. he doesn't do it to the men also because even you don't have to go to 300 you can go to ben affleck working out like we talked about you yeah, go to zeus that. in this movie yeah. it doesn't make sense yeah. Yeah. that they're not wearing full armor like it's like the way they've updated it doesn't super matter. like a lot of the super it's suits in both movie. universes they get rid of the midriffs because yeah. it's like why would black widow or whoever have a midriff when you could be wearing your your full suit you know that covers things you know you don't need black i mean uh a scarlet witch running around with like her tummy showing or like stop saying tummy good god i hate that word actually that's why i said it because you you said you hate tummy in a previous episode (laughs) i fucking hate that i hate that word it's i'll say this i one of the things i did like about this chapter made me laugh out loud was right at the end was seeing how Everyone that got a mother box had like this very elaborate, like we're going to encase it in this and we're going to do this. And then, th- and then men are like, we're just going to kick some fucking dirt on it. Dig it a hole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> stick it in a hole. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, that's what you got. I'm not like, that deep either. Like, just, <laughs> it's only about a foot really deep. Quick. You bury bodies deeper than that thing. Yeah, anybody that's can just come across that. That's literally what my, my wife said. She's like, they like were lazy. And I was like, yeah, they buried bodies deeper than that. What the fuck? Um, ch- Changing the subject. <laughs> Stick it in a cupboard. <laughs> They'll never find it there. <laughs> I mean, the Amazonians, they put it behind like these these pillars that fall down and it's a big room with all these people in these spears and it's like all this crap and it's just like, just dirt. Men bury it. <laughs> did you say change uh, the subject, Jim? Well, you okay, I'll change the subject really quick. Going back to what we were saying before. One thing, I don't know if this was in the original movie, the part where... Um, she was like amazon show him your fear and she, they're like we have no fear was that in the original movie i don't think I so don't remember because that if it was cool. i don't remember it because this one i was just like when they did that i was like that was badass show them your fear yeah, it was. that was fucking badass i was just like he say he said you're afraid right he said you yeah, guys are afraid yeah. 
And yeah, I thought that would tie like, into the end. Because the last movie, he gets dragged off in the other cut because he's afraid. Yeah, he, but that he line doesn't you know apply what? to later in the, the Lion movie King. anymore. You know what I think is kind of funny about this is that I definitely felt like I watched this movie and there were things that Joss Whedon knew that Zack Snyder said, thought, or intended and just took it in a completely different direction. So like that fear thing, like that's kind of, I remembered that from that. And I was like, there's no way that Zack Snyder would do that. Cause that, what I did like was it felt like Zack Snyder, um, like jumping ahead. I remember specifically the Superman fight scene with the rest of the Justice League and it played out slightly differently. It was, it was close and then just like a thing happened that was different. Um, so yeah. I have That's something very specific to say in another chapter because yeah, along those same lines. That was one of the scenes I've said that I swore was a Whedon scene because it's not good. That I couldn't believe it was Which a part? Snyder scene. Superman coming back and the Flash tripping earlier in this movie. movie. I'm like, I was sure the Flash tripping was a Whedon joke. What I liked about it, though, is that the way the Flash was different is that he um, they kept most of his crappy jokes, but there was enough other stuff interspersed between, interspersed between them that he wasn't only a jokey person. He also yep. had his yep. serious moments. And I'm and very that, thankful that he's in that character. Because I was afraid there wouldn't yeah. be any humor in this version. But yeah, he's the levity and it works so really well. We can jump ahead to the next chapter because that's the one that, that opens with chapter part three is beloved mother, beloved son. And that's the one that opens with Ezra Miller trying to get a job at the uh, the dog walker. Yeah, I start Monday. They had a lot of weird moments there. In that. <laughs> I don't know how I felt like. This is in my pocket oh, for crises. I just thought it was meat, so random. Meat sticks, he, took the, meat snacks. he took the hot dog, and I was like, "That's really weird." And it's like I'm not gonna lie, my mind, my mind went to places when she's in super slow motion. He caresses her face, and then he grabs a sausage. I'm like, what are you gonna do with that, dude? What are you gonna do with that? What's going on? Oh, and then actually, he puts it in his pocket. It's, it's been 16 minutes. So we're due something now. <laughs> You're right there. You're right there. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, uh, and then he didn't do it. And then I was like, all right, cool. He's putting it in his pocket. That's weird. I guess he's hungry. Wait, and then he fits the dog. He didn't do it. Did you actually think that he would? I don't know. No, no, I didn't. But it was part of me. It was just like, I was like, Zach, someone you had to someone thought of this, right? Was you, was you thinking he was going to do weird. a quicksilver moment and start manipulating all the stuff around it so it did some funny shit when it all went back to normal speed or something? I'm, I must admit, I got a little bit of that vibe there. Yeah. But yeah, ended up just take it, taking the whatever it was, the sausage or the hot sausage. dog or whatever. Dog. But yeah, and, yeah. And then cradling her and so she wouldn't yeah. like, yeah. you know, die, um, yeah. which was good. And then he went and like, says like, I, bring, I have sausages just for this occasion. I start Monday. Which I both hate and loved. I love so, um, <laughs> it. So I kind of you must have hated it. <laughs> no, I kind of liked it. I liked it. Um, I thought yeah, it was slow funny. motion. There's a scene you definitely need slow motion for, but even that I think could have been half as long. That felt like ten minutes also when he's rescuing her. <laughs> like I didn't see the sausage part because I looked away from the screen to hop on Twitter during that scene. And they're like, it was the length of an entire song. See, you miss details. Like you miss five details. Minute song and just... You miss details when you get impatient. You're like, I'm impatient. This is unnecessary. Meanwhile, the necessary part of the scene is popping up on screen. Well, I didn't and you're like, to know what happened? Where'd the yeah, sausage come from? No, you, you literally vendor. said I want. Yeah, you literally said <laughs> I missed that because you're on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Now we know why. <laughs> well, I just assumed it happened in the, in the even I assumed afterwards he grabbed the hot dog because I hadn't. Yeah, but see, now you're missing all of the lyricism from a oh boy you know, snatching from her face but this is definitely the chapter where the movie start i started getting on board in chapter three 
Yeah. Is this the same chapter that Superman comes back yet? That's like chapter five, isn't it? No, no. Like chapter yeah. five or so six. This is a, so the broad strokes of this chapter are, so the beginning we get Ezra Miller uh, and his run is just goofy as hell. And we get this- I don't mind his run. Scene. I, I, like really his run I like his run. The reason why I like Hold it on. is not because it's funny, but I like it because this is somebody who moves faster than anything in the entire world. I don't think it's that out of the ordinary that he would probably run differently than differently considered to be yep. a normal way to run. There is something like, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you that it might be different, but it still looks goofy as hell. Right. So yeah, I don't fair. think that those two things are necessarily, um, Wonderful. It's like it's like the Last Jedi. It's like the Last Jedi. Yes, I agree that Leia going in looks like Mary Poppins and looks silly, but canonically, Poppins, it's totally cool with it. I'm totally cool with it. It's fine. It makes sense. <laughs> um, so we get the spider interrogation scene. So where the the they're dragging up the Atlanteans and doing that. We've got Bruce Wayne and Diana in the cave, kind of like like a little bit of an entanglement. We'll see. Uh, we get the football scene. And we get a lot of the cyborg and his father and his mother stuff. And, um, and I think that's for the most part. It. And then there's also um, um, Steppenwolf coming to take the Atlanteans mother box. Those are kind of the broad strokes. I cried during what? cyborgs flashback. It yeah. was super. I don't, I don't think I cried during it, but I really, really, really enjoyed it. And it was uh frustrating to me that we know that this was the scene was done right like all of these scenes were mostly done when the original cut came out but the fact that they took this out of the it's almost like that scene and so you already brought up the last jedi when luke was mourning the death of han solo this scene felt just as important like some of that stuff should have stayed in there um, yeah and the fact that they gutted all of it yeah also Joss Whedon, I think we could definitively say at this point, Joss Whedon, fuck you. This is not an angry black man story. This is a man who just had like bad things happen. I thought it was Jeff Johns. Or Jeff Johns, fuck you for saying that. Because whoever it was, Jeff Johns, Joss Whedon, Jaja, they have the same story. All of them. All the Jaz. Especially JJ. Fuck that guy, but not for this. Well, (laughs) what I find interesting about that, and I said this to my wife, I, I think it's interesting that that was the thought that they had having a conversation about that. But everyone always seems to excuse Bruce Wayne's anger. Um, Like that's just part of who he is as Batman. And I, you could look at it and say that both of them had really bad things happen to them. And I don't, he doesn't strike me as being angry at all. Really? Like he has a complicated relationship with his father. He's fucking depressed. He's depressed. Legit. He has full on depression. Yeah. if that was the genesis of that statement, like I just cannot, I cannot abide by that bullshit because it makes absolutely no sense. Um, and it just, it goes to the idea that his psychological pain is somehow less. Yep. And it, it's, it's baffling. Yeah. I'll just say, I think that Cyborg's on a much broader stroke for this. I think Cyborg in this film is fantastic. The character, the amount of screen time he gets, I get to understand how powerful he is. And fuck me, is that guy a powerful superhero now? In the original Justice League, I'm like, this, why is this guy even here? He does, he's like a bit yeah. part plat character that doesn't really serve any purpose apart from this the final scene in the in the movie but now i get to not only truly understand his his motivations and his character but also how much of a powerful superhero he is and how how much of an essential part of 
this particular iteration of the Justice League is. I think to, to cut all that out and to not address that scene that you guys were just talking about then is, is a fucking travesty because it really does yeah. lessen his character and lessen what Ray Fisher did with the character too. It's fucking awful because now it's brilliant. So it just makes, yeah. it just makes me hate the original Justice League even more than I did three and a half, four years ago. It's like, damn, that was shit. Yeah. But this was great. Yeah, it, it struck me. One of the things I thought about was a lot of that conversation kind of remind me of like what Pa Kent wanted to do with Clark. And he's trying to instill in him, like, listen, you can, and almost, and um, Uncle Ben as well with Peter Parker, like you can do all of this stuff. You have all of these powers. And the hard thing for you is going to be restraint and trying not to do them. And so like watching that and, and trying to understand who he was as a character. And, and even though he, he heard his father say, and he's like, eh, I'm still going to do what I want to do. And he, and he, a family or a woman um, and her son, because he felt like that was the right thing to do. Like, I don't know, like it, it all, it all came together in a very good way. Uh, especially, especially given the end of that scene where he gave the woman the money as he's walking down the street, other people recoil away from him, which plays into the end of the movie about him kind of being broken and being a monster. Like it just, it tied together really well. And it, sometimes you hear people give lip service to the idea of like this character is the heart of the movie um, generally. And I've heard, I think Zack Snyder say that and it, it feels absolutely true. Do so. you feel, just talking about the, the cyborg as we are, do you feel that also, I've, well, something else that I noticed in the first Justice League and, and with all the trailers too, was how poorly the special effects were finished and done on cyborg. cyborg. But in this, this cut, I thought it looked fantastic I, in comparison to the original Justice League. It really re-emphasized for me that, that Zack Snyder cared about this character, cared about Cyborg, cared about him to enough that, no, we're going to make your suit, we're going to make your body, we're going to make your special effects actually pretty fucking good because we do care yeah. about you. You're not just a bit part, we'll just throw a few quid at that and make it look a bit shiny. Uh, and, and, I, and that to me just reinforced that, that point that Zack Snyder cared about this character and what Ray Fisher did with him and, and, it, and it shows um, both in the length of time he got and the care they, like I said, the care they gave to his actual CGI. Yeah, yeah. The I get a different impression with like I get that impression with all the characters where in Joss Whedon's they're like props and they're they're props, but in this movie they're actually characters or people mm. with actual motivations, um, yeah, rather than just things to move the story forward. Yeah, and I think Speaking the same could which, be applied just quickly to Steppenwolf. Sorry, Jonesy, just on Steppenwolf with his armor now. I thought it moved really well, looked really good. I know we're jumping out of the scene right now, but I think just. Um, Zack Snyder cared about Steppenwolf's motivations as a character too, and again gave him some effort and consideration and some and some time, some love and care on on how he looked on screen, and not just as the random bad guy shouting mother a lot all the time. So yeah, yeah. I never understood the connection to his mother. I was like, what does that mean? Like they never made well, that because clear. in the original in the original one, the mother boxes were supposed to have the trapped spirit of his mother. Uh, oh really? Weird. I thought he but was just calling mother boxes mother. Unless it's his accent and he was just saying Martha and he was trying to tie all three of them. Why are you keep saying that name? Tie it all up. Um, I'm not going to lie. The first time someone said the name Martha in the movie, I got flashbacks to Batman v Superman. It was just like, okay, Martha. Just like a normal sentence. I was like, why is she saying that name? I like that part of the movie. That's Everyone's a terrible. With their it's terrible. It's terrible. Um, so to the conversation not. about props and characters, one of the things I really liked um, just in a specific chapter was the the hint 
of some sort of connection between Bruce and just something that we get hinted at in a comic book sometimes. Um, and even Batman, or not Batman, but the Justice League animated series. And so I liked that, this thing that we never get to see. And given what I think his original plans were for the rest of the series, I'm curious what, if anything, that was going to develop into. Um, and we can talk about that a little bit later. But um, one of the things about this chapter that I thought was really dumb was it makes sense to me that James Wan decided that the Atlanteans could talk underwater because seeing that when they didn't make the air bubbles that they basically sounded like dolphins was super dumb. Like that, I think that <laughs> and, the, and the sweater sniffing were probably the dumbest things about this movie. Like when Mira was like, ee, ee, it's like, oh, that's- I thought maybe dolphins I actually were didn't talking notice back that. to her that scene. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I, I have to rewatch and notice that. Um, that's no. How do they handle it in Aquaman? Do they just talk? They just talk. They just talk. They just talk. I think the most important in- part of Aquaman, though, is that there's an octopus playing the drums. <laughs> that was the best part yeah. of that movie. Just like the time. But he's actually from the, the comic book. Oh, really? I didn't drums. know that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a comic book thing. Um, was there that's anything so else about this chapter that uh, jumped out to you guys? Um, um, I haven't said anything. I agree. About like, it made, like, <laughs> Oh, go for it. I was just going to say, um, as much as I hate slow motion and stuff, I loved all the cyborg stuff, especially the football scene. It looked really beautiful. So and pretty. This is why I started getting involved with the f- chapter four was the first chapter I liked. This is, are we ta- we're talking about I thought you four, just right? said chapter three was. No, no chapter three, I started to like is... it. And then when I hit chapter four, I was like, boom, this is good. We need, we need to go faster, Boo- Jones. Booyah. I, I, I... Booyah. Go faster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so the next chapter is Change Machine. This is the one where they decide that, is this the one? Yeah, this is the one yeah. where they decide, hey, they, they can bring him back from the dead. Um, it's a conversation where they have like, hey, this is basically a change machine. Um, one of the things I liked about this chapter, so some of the broad strokes, um, we it's the same one where we get the vanishing scene where the entire Justice League vanishes except for Ezra Miller. Um, <laughs> we get the first fight uh, under Gotham City Harbor. And one of the things I like about this one, this is the one where we get uh, the conversation with Martha and Lois Lane talking and what actually it turns out to be Martian Manhunter that they're having a conversation with. And one of the other things that I liked about um, this chapter, this is the where Arthur did not trust Cyborg. And so you get a little bit mm. of uh, friction between the mother box relation. How do we yes. know you're not one of them? Correct. Yeah. Um, um, oh, and I'm sorry. Wait, before you get before you jump in, the last thing I'll say is because I almost forgot, Danny, you brought this up a second ago about the armor and how it looked. This is the one where Steppenwolf ends up talking to Darkseid and receives his yeah. armor even further yeah. in talking. And it's like... It, can you imagine... My wife said, can you imagine going to Superior and taking off your shirt to talk to them? <laughs> well, <laughs> it, what what made me kind of notice that and make it stick out in my mind like that was it reminds me of Planet of the Apes. So when they stuck their hands in the dirt, they have like ape light hands. Um, the way I realized Stephen Wolf had like more fingers until like the final shot of the movie where he's in yeah. slow motion. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I liked it. One of the things that jumped out to me about that, if you guys have seen Planet of the Apes. I think it's playing apes. Like when you go up to someone, you stick your hand out and mm-hmm. in terms of subjugation, they do that. Like that's what that armor receding was. Like I am making myself um, vulnerable 
to yeah. you. It's what a dog does when master. the alpha male comes. Yeah. That's why they roll on yep. their back and show their underbelly. This is, I am completely submissive to you, that you could do whatever you yeah. want to me. Yep. I love that idea, but it was, it was so subtle and it's only revealed in the fact that his armor comes off. And I, I just, I thought that that was a very cool thing to do. Yep. My main note about this chapter, um, the fight scene obviously is much improved in the underground and stuff. Um, very good. No, I actually kind of missed the just save one person. I thought that was a Zack Snyder thing. Cause it's, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good way to introduce a kid who's never fought anyone. To get but he has though. He has fought people though. That's the thing. Has he? Um, he's been the flash for a while. He has a suit. I guess in suicide. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily too. mean. Yeah. That well, doesn't necessarily out. mean that he's fighting other supervillains. Even in this movie, he's freaking out. He just doesn't it's get fair. the same advice. Like he's terrified yeah. in this scene, but, um, oh yeah i was shocked and i didn't even realize we'd gone this long without it but we didn't see the bat suit at all bruce wayne doesn't suit up until these scenes which yeah honestly that's why i can tell why snyder i mean whedon added my favorite scene of the first original just my favorite snyder scene is uh i mean whedon scene is the roof here yeah but at the same time we don't see the in this cut we don't see parademon show up until uh, Stephen Wolf shows up, so that scene wouldn't have made any sense. But I think that scene was very deliberate because it's like, oh, otherwise we don't see Batman put on the suit until like mid halfway through the second act. So yeah, I like this yeah. again. This is why I started liking it a lot. Um, I'm glad Gordon had like three extra minutes because I feel really bad that he doesn't get to play J.K. Simmons doesn't get to play Gordon in a Batman movie. I thought he was perfect, but yeah. yeah. And they addressed the fact that the drawing looked like Batman slash Parademon, and they talked about how like. Is this him? And then yeah, clearly when, when everyone's there, they're like talking. He's like, okay, clearly this isn't him because they're yeah. talking about right. other creatures. Um, that shot, by the way, in the uh, the underground, not, not in the fight scene, but where they have the mother box and they decide to go and the cameras are circling. Apparently that was the most complicated shot that Zack Snyder did because they had like a whole bunch of cameras that were constantly circling. And When they're talking about the mother box? Is yeah. That, yeah. By the way, I, I have a tangent to say, I know I wanted to hurry up, but every single time I see Change Machine, I go, Change Machine! Because there is this sketch comedy group called Magic Hugs that Randall Park was a part of, by the way, back in the late 2000s. And there is this thing where they had a cheese machine where you put cheese in and you open it back up and then the cheese comes in your pocket. It's like right in your pocket. Um, and every single time they do a cut, they're like, cheese machine! And what you have to do in order to make a change is go, cheese machine cheese machine show me a cheese machine my cheese machine and then you open it up and it's gone so um i was thinking that the entire time when they're going change machine i was going change machine okay uh that's all i have to say cool story bro yeah (laughs) danny do you have anything about chapter four i can't top that i can't follow that can i (laughs) (laughs) oh actually really quick i have one question one question um Hmm. one thing that was not clarified in either this cut or the other cut cyborg flew out of the freaking the out of the uh the machine that was climbing up the wall and then the joss whedon cut he was like uh flash was like did he just bail and then we cut to them outside of it why did he stop it there right above the water and then why did he fly out I don't and know. how did they get out it really bothered me hook or... <laughs> i guess but it was just weird that they if they didn't just keep climbing look the movie would have been climbing? five minutes longer if they kept climbing <laughs> <laughs> I did notice that I couldn't tell, but actually what you said made me think of something else was I couldn't tell if one seemed like the answer was no. Mm. What? 
I could not tell whether or not Wonder Woman could fly in this film. And it, like the answer was no, despite the fact that in 1984, she definitely could fly. Well, someone no, that's, brought up that's to not, me so, that the different, that, that's that not movie part of the is Snyderverse. Different continuity. It's not part of the Snyderverse anymore. We, we know Steve, we know the first one is. It doesn't even the second connect one, to Batman I don't Superman. think it is anymore. No, I don't think it connects anymore. Okay. Oh, wow. Which would make okay. sense. I did, I did um, she that. did show herself clearly in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, and I'll, the last thing I'll say about this chapter before we move on, I really liked Victor explaining to the rest of the Justice League where the Nazis found. Yes. The oh, that was cool. Boxes. Because like him walking through the flashback, like hands in his pocket, like that was so cool and so casual. Um, yep. like, I like all the stuff. It, they it's not complicated or anything, but yeah. Where he's just yeah, in all of that stuff. walking through it or like learning something. Yeah. Yeah. I love Seeing the yeah. apocalypse. I really like that. Um, chapter or part five, all the King's horses. Uh, so this is the one where, the, I mean, the, the broad stroke is they bring Superman back and they, they fight. Um, God, he could have killed Flash. <laughs> so hardcore. Flash yeah. is so yeah, afraid he's just that, a kid. And some of those that was part that like, I that thought was that was close. <laughs> That was the part I thought was Whedon was with the with the eyes moving. I thought that was Whedon. Yeah, that's the part, scene most people are talking about. Yeah, it like, wasn't. I was really surprised. I can't but one thing they took here. out, one thing that would change that I really increased the clarity for me because I remember being really confused in the Joss Whedon cut were two things. The line which I thought was a cool line but made no sense was he was like, "You you didn't let me live. You won't let me die." And then when he goes the "Do you bleed?" part. And the reason why it didn't make sense to me is because I was just like, so wait, is this Superman? Does he remember? I don't really yes, know. Remember, yeah. But then he says things and he indicates that he does. But then actually it turns out he didn't quite remember and he was just acting on instinct. And those lines really muddied the waters in his understanding. Whereas in this one, he doesn't say anything. He just sees Batman and probably has just negative knee-jerk reaction to Batman because, you know, <laughs> yeah. Batman. But like, Fuck he doesn't this, say anything. Dude. And then, and then later on, you see him fly off, and then he's just like he actually starts to regain his memories, and there wasn't that muddiness of like, oh, I remember who you are, fuck you. It was more of just confusion. So, it made it more cohesive to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I'm kind of curious what it was that started to jog his memory, and I I like the idea that hugging Lois. Well, it was, but it was Lois, right? So she approached him, and there's there's a part of my brain, like my head, is her coming up to him and him smelling her like yep. that is what started to jog his memory like yep. that probably doesn't make that that probably is not the movie but what i do like about that is the next thing i think she when she lands she says something like you smell good and he's like yep. did i not before and so there's something about <laughs> <don't> smell undead <laughs> yeah there's something about smells that that made me think about that and that's just my head canon for that scene no, I, th- I, th- I think that is purposeful, Jonesy. I think that it's, it's, it's amazing how, how a smell in all of our lives will elicit memories. And it's one of the strongest ones that actually does. So I think that's a, a very good play on that. It's not just seeing Lois. It's like you said, the embrace, someone, someone uh, physical contact with him that's not trying to kill him in this particular sense, but definitely the smell, definitely the smell. I, and I think that was referenced by her saying that when they got back to the, to the farm with her saying you smell good because that's that's what calmed him down because he felt the same thing you smell yeah. home you smell <laughs> safe and secure and this is good i'm going to calm down now you're you're bringing back good memories i'm don't really want to rip batman's head off anymore 
And I think her saying that to him just put that into into the speech, so to speak, into vocalized exactly yeah. what he was feeling. I, I was I, I honestly thought the look that Superman gave gave Flash, I didn't think that was a, a Joss Wynn thing. I actually felt that was Zack Snyder. I think it is again him really caring about these characters. And I wanted him, I feel he wants to see show Superman as fucking hardcore and just because you can run fast he can still fucking see you like you might be strong he's stronger okay you headbutt me i head you about you but i'm gonna fucking headbutt you even fucking harder bitch because i am stronger than you yeah yeah and so i think that's okay you can run fast i can still see you you know what i mean i think all this was to show that i you i'm you're all very powerful but i'm the fucking daddy and that i think was a Zack snyder showing that he respects superman and all his powers and he you know you can't beat him by being fucking fast. That's not going to happen. Yeah. I also like. So I, I uh, think that was a Zack Snyder. They introduced um, time travel really quick, you know, which yeah. is very important later and very fucking cool later. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, and they dealt with the mother box much better than it just being beamed up while they're away with the dad grabbing it and <laughs> supercharging yeah. it, and then Doctor so, Manhattaning himself. That I mean, that scene was. Uh, I don't. I feel like heartbreaking is hyperbole, but. You could, <laughs> I felt the attention, the 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 tension watching it because you knew what was going to happen. You'd seen it in the trailers for this. And I almost wish that this hadn't been in the trailers, but I wish it had. Been it, too. Yeah, but I still felt the impact, and so I'm, I'm curious what would have happened had I not known it was coming, or I wouldn't have seen it in that way. It was also very real how it happened because it happened so quickly. It was just push the button and then blood, blood, and then done. Just gone. Yeah. Like no more. It was just so fast. And yeah. this, he made this... a decision and he had to make it yeah. quick and that was his sacrifice and, and he did it. And uh, I, I think that was that was important to the gravity of it and adding that feeling of emotion that we got because it was quick. It wasn't thinking about it. It wasn't talking about it. I've got to do this because this is the right fucking thing to do. And they Son, really helped. I love you. I'm going. Um, it led to one of my best best lines they added back in the movie, or um, just because he's done so much sacrifice. We've seen it when uh, when Aquaman's like, "Are you sure you just want to send a kid? Like, to like, are we gonna like? I just lost do, his father. Like, yeah, they just lost his father. Like, do all that? And they're like, I thought you didn't care. And he's like, I never said that. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's, I he do miss like it. I did miss the lasso scene the most out of all the Whedon scenes. I thought that was a solid scene where he's singing on the lasso. Oh, and he sat on it. Oh, he sat on it, didn't he? Yeah, but that's not in this cut. I actually like that a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like if you leave that in and looking back on it, contextualizes Whedon in a very different way. Yeah, and this is a better version of that because this is basically the same thing where it's like, I never said they didn't care. (laughs) Aquaman kind of creeping creeping on Wonder Woman, jamming (laughs) her face. That's what I mean. How is he creeping on her? No, in the original cut like, with the... Uh... Yeah, in the original, he's like, you're so pretty. Blah, blah, blah. God, you're oh, like, yeah. he, he was just like, yeah. Yeah. I'm terrified. Um, <laughs> I, I, one of the things... Ah, this isn't particularly important. So part six. Um, so this Good. is the one broad strokes. Yeah, so broad strokes. This is the one Amazing. where he goes... <laughs> Sorry. Nick, do you, you can do you do it. No, no, you go ahead. No, no, Part sorry. I'm just saying I was just, that's my opinion of the, the sixth chapter. It was <laughs> fucking great. Like it made me smile so, from ear to ear. This is this is the ultimate battle. This is what we came here to see. This is the Justice League uniting. Uh Superman, we finally get to see the black suit. Um, everybody is prepping for battle. Uh Barry's doing yoga. Um 
and we get to see um wonder woman you know chop off steppenwolf's head like it's fucking that was fucking awesome yeah was i awesome. love that that bit. was so and then his um, head his body just slide well i just love yeah, i just love they all these things take your big like they back. all did something they all did yeah. something like he threw it like he got stabbed and then he got thrown and then she jumped and i was like no she's not going she just going for the head she went for the head she went for the head yeah um, no i thought they just the, gonna kick her kick him into the portal but now no just no, slice off his head that. fucking message i was like that's a fucking message can you imagine the portal <laughs> opening up and then like yeah, your uncle like, gets thrown through and his head cut off and just like knocked in there it's just like yeah come mess with our world yeah. it's like all right i'm not gonna mess yeah. with that world anymore or yeah. i'm gonna be pissed yeah. off if i you know was you're two for you know, oh now dark side stronger. you're two for oh get the back the fuck up <laughs> um i thought it was funny that um the not even funny one of the things i really loved about this scene and i, I swear it wasn't like this in the original because they they've redone the music getting to hear superman's theme in this yeah. movie mattered a lot like when he showed up and then you get the big blaring hans zimmer horns i was like fuck yeah. yes and then yeah. he was like not impressed i was like yep yeah um, yep. i'm all i'm all excited baby i'm I much better than like i'm a big fan of justice it's like yeah. oh, now i almost that felt was like my, that was a that was snyder my captain Mar- to like yeah. counter yeah. joss whedon where it's like i'm not impressed <laughs> That was my that was my cap gets the hammer moment in yes. this film. Not not quite as good. Don't get me wrong. That will never take that back. But that was this moment. That was okay. Here's the big guy coming back, and that was a great moment. Not impressed. Brilliant. Yeah, Absolutely like, loved it. I just I can't think of how. So consider this. This is a guy who was killed by a stabbing, right? And so for him to jump down in the middle of this dude's axe, like that's ballsy. He got stabbed yeah. to death. I'm I'm shocked that he thought that he could withstand that blow. Yeah. I mean, that's I thought that that was interesting. And my uh, nephew, my eldest his, nephew his was, yeah, yeah, exactly. My my eldest nephew was came in and started watching this, and I thought, okay, there's, there might be a couple of f bombs right now, and there was <laughs> right at the end, which we're going to talk about. Um, but he came in, he said, Superman f- looks much calmer right now, and I actually looked at, it, I said, you think so? And he said, yeah. And I I looked at it for I. I just felt that when Superman came back, it just to me gave the impression that he was just more comfortable in who he is as this protector, Superman. this who, yeah, exactly. He's I now become <laughs> Superman, which is where I think Man of Steel 2 was going to, you know, was going to build him more. And this is one of the reasons why I liked Man of Steel so much because it was his so, growth as Superman. And I liked the fact that he was like confident because it goes back to your point, yeah. Jonesy, about it took some balls. And I just think now he, he was, no, I think he was caught. Yes, it took some balls, but I think he's just super confident about who he is and his place in the world. I don't think it's, um, uh, Nick, what was the word that you just used? Um, oh, that he cheated death. I don't think it's that. I think it goes to um, if Superman is a Jesus allegory, he's just come back from the dead. And so he is fully Jesus. He, like He is the, the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. He's all of these things together. And so that feeds into mm. that confidence uh, that you're yeah. talking about, Danny, where he like, yeah, I get it. I can see the matrix now. And yeah. that's well, maybe that's the, a special the, power of the suit. Maybe all of that's nonsense, and this suit is particularly more <laughs> more protective of otherworldly axes. No, I, I think no. you're. I, I think you're probably right. Um, and I'm. I'm. It is interesting that they didn't really address the black suit um, because he's definitely he's grabbing out of his cl- hallway of 
suits. Like yeah, they didn't stop show and look it. at it. They didn't show. They so just what had... you see is him walking down the hall, and you see all of them come out. And yeah, the it other stops suit. short of you seeing it. And the next, the only time that you see it is when he walks out in it. Yeah. I really, I did this whole scene. You jump to the the to Superman um, coming into. I one of the reasons again, and I've said it right from the beginning, was the character growth and the attention to all of the characters, and each of them got not just a moment in this this final chapter, but you know a lot of a series of moments, a whole five or ten minute sequence, whether it only been one go with Batman or whether it is all put together. But each one of those superheroes had a fantastic fuck yeah moment in this all throughout and they, they he did a really good job and i think this adds to the runtime that he had or he chose or he gave them because i i really liked all of them getting their moment to shine and like you i was like when's superman getting his fucking moment because he's got to have it right and i was hoping that it wasn't going to come right at the end and do one thing and that was it yeah i think even he got to to show off a little bit more uh, and so i i really enjoyed the fact that each of them got to shine after everything they've been through in the previous you know three hours in this sense um and i think he did a really good job with that and again i think this this freedom of the runtime helped him with that i think it gave him that freedom yeah i i definitely think that that it worked. Um, I had a they earn that shot that at the end where he pulls yes, up Batman. That's, yeah, that's what it comes to. Yeah. 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 Or, or the other one. Yeah. Uh, Jammer even agreed with what Kyle said on Slack. That's not just an Avenger shot where it slows mo's. That's the, ex- that's the shot from Age yeah. of Ultron at the beginning. We're yeah, like, yeah. They're all, not, but not from the side, but like, Oh, we're, and it's, it's not cheesy. I like it in the Avengers movies. It was cool yeah. here too, but I'm like, Snyder did the Avenger shot and we didn't, didn't have an Avenger shot in his yeah. <laughs> I've got a question for you guys and maybe you can help me figure this out. I very much felt like in the original cut of this, by the time we got to this final battle, Batman felt useless. Like outman, yes. outgun, and never seemed to regain it. But I did yep. not feel that way watching this That's version. exactly how I felt. Why? I can't, I can't, I have to watch again to figure out why I felt that way. Did you guys know? You're, you're going to have to, because I don't remember much, but I do remember <laughs> having that exact same feeling uh, that Batman kept, I, and I might be wrong here, Nick, you may have seen this film more recently and things, but I got the impression that even though he was doing his, his big finale thing, I got the feeling that Joss Whedon kept using scenes and cuts that had Batman coming into trouble, losing a gun, banging into a wall, getting knocked off, his car blowing up. This kept, So it all kept like he was trying really hard to do good stuff, but kept coming undone. And I sure, think that was yeah. how it was edited and cut. Whereas this version, it was no, he was doing heroic shit. Even when his car was blown up, he was still you know, doing the things that make him the hero. And I still feel that it's just that Joss Whedon fucked him on that and made him look weak and pathetic and a failure and he certainly wasn't in this film and I definitely feel I agree with you you might have to watch Justice League again to see if that's true I don't want to do that I don't so (laughs) I remember I definitely remember two scenes specifically from the original cut that made me feel like he was weak it was the one where he was taking off his clothes and he like he was all battered and bruised he's like "Ah, ah," and he was like moaning and whining but to yep. Diane about how hurt he was. And then the other one was the scene where Superman comes back and he falls down. He's like, oh, my back. Oh, my back. Like yeah. those two scenes stick out to me as what you're talking about. But I, yeah, I, I don't know what it was. There was something about what was happening in this one where I was just like, he 
he's doing what he can. And for whatever reason, yep. I don't feel like he's useless. Um, nope. So I don't know. Nick, can you uh, remember much about why that might be or? No, I did definitely, it did, they did definitely handle it better here. Um, one question I always have about now Marvel with Captain Marvel being, if she's an Avenger or, you know, even the Thanos battle and Superman, how in the original cut, they kept Superman away from the fight because it was obvious he could end Steppenwolf like that by having him rescue people with the Flash. Um, I still think- So glad that scene wasn't there. It's much easier yeah. in the comics to make it make sense that you have a guy with a bow and arrow next to a god, but I don't know how you manage Captain Marvel or Superman going forward if you if you continue this storyline because he's just so super powered. And I think yeah. one thing this movie improved is that they did put up a better fight before he showed up between yeah. the Flash, yeah. Cyborg, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman especially put up a much better fight rather than just being slapped away every time to yeah. a point where I yeah, think a when they got him in the end, it was a team. Yep. And I think ultimately it was due to the pacing of the movie and having that freedom again, because super, it was in the original cut, it was Superman comes back from the death, from death, talks to Martha and Lois, and then he comes straight in to help. But in this one, I felt that they had to go off and do their plan. And they weren't, they weren't a hundred percent sure that Superman was actually going to come and help. I mean, they obviously they, they had the plan and they were hoping that he would, but, in the original cut, it was, we know he's coming, this would be useless. But this one, they had to assume, you know, plan for the, hope for the best, but plan for the worst, right? And actually come up with a plan that didn't involve him. And that, that gave it much more gravity. And I think that freedom again with the runtime, the extra footage, uh, certainly helped that. Uh, I agree. That's one of the reasons, off copy, why I liked Man of Steel, because it, it wasn't such a Superman's this all-fucking-powerful hero. He's just too too invincible to be a good character for me. But that's why I liked the Zack Snyder's take on him in Man of Steel, because he was fallible. It wasn't just Krypton, that, or Kryptonite, sorry, that could hurt him. It was his own, you know, his own atmosphere. feelings, his own emotions, his own atmosphere. Yeah, his own whatever. I, th I thought that was great. So, yes, I think you're right, Nick. How they're going to do it moving forwards is going to be a question, but are they going to move forwards? I know Jammers and Jonesy have got comments on what could happen after this with the Snyderverse, et cetera, but... As it stands, it's certainly a question. <laughs> did you guys talk yes. about the epilogue yet? No, no, we're no, still just in. about so to hit it. But you turn back, Jammer. Yep. I did talk about um, the uh, the the Age of Ultron scene that you and Kyle both agreed seen? was the the the, the team the team shot. Oh, was, it's it is the Age of Ultron Avengers. I just shot love also it's Avengers like Batman shots. turned into a tank. Batman's a tank now. Like forget, <laughs> forget Batman, he's just a tank. But then at the end, he has the tank from like the Dark Knight Returns for no reason. It's like, is yeah. he gonna use that tank in Gotham? No. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Chekhov's tank. You'll just never get to see what happens. <laughs> um, so question for you guys. Oh, actually, so now we you're right, Jim. We are moving on to the epilogue, unless you guys have something else to say about the final battle. Uh, I love that they lost almost Avenger style, and time travel can be a crutch, but I absolutely adored the way it was with him running oh, yeah. as the ground was reforming oh my god so good again flash getting his moment flash yeah. getting his heroic moment it's just they all got them and they were all earned the one problem yeah. and i guess it's i'm sure it's just super powered lasers those lasers are so powerful that they shot through the space shuttle like heat shield which i, I mean like, it's alien tech yeah right? it is i didn't i only for a moment i'm like that's the toughest armor any of them have and and that was probably one of the sadder moments was watching Flash just basically give up. And then, yeah. then what I love himself is that on, he's just like, dead. I just got the wind knocked out of me. And then like 
collapses. He, he did. Yeah. He, he, he had like a I, legit gash on his side. I don't think so. Do you think he knew? I thought he was just fronting for Batman. Oh, yeah. he was fronting for for sure. He was fronting. Yeah, for yeah, Batman, okay. Which I which I yeah, respect. He was I'm just like yeah. Yeah, because I thought he was just being whiny. I'm like, oh, no, no, he's really hurting. <laughs> like, yeah, you yeah. saw just the cash, like, mask it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, what I appreciated yeah. was a very, it was a very, like, non, I appreciated its non, his non-masculine way of hiding it. It wasn't trying to be like, oh, no, I'm fine. It was like, oh, no, I'm okay. I ain't got I time got to bleed. Out of me. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. well, okay, finally bringing up something we haven't brought up yet, the aspect ratio. That hurt the final shot a little bit of them all standing next to each other because like it'd be a wide shot i had to keep zooming out to fit in all six and i'm like that's no, why i they didn't have a green no lantern. it didn't it didn't it didn't because the thing is that it was shot with imax so it was framed with that in mind so it wasn't like they it wasn't like they cut off the sides after no, the no, no, i wasn't saying that it's just weird like it, I'm just, it was just the joke of that if you have a lineup of characters you have to zoom out farther in imax to get a long line unless like they're one's flying above them and then it's like oh okay no i, I get did it. laugh so aloud is, during okay. the uh the blue screen where it's like this movie's being shown in four four three to respect Zack snyder's artistic vision and that's the first Why time i was funny? like oh boy <laughs> no but the the thing my point is it doesn't affect it because it has the same amount of information in there than it would during the widescreen the only no, difference yeah, yeah. is that it's it's just a, it's just a choice he made I was just making a joke about know. that scene because it, it was hard to adjust to, but somehow made it feel more cinematic than a widescreen movie. I love yeah. that we we go back and forth on this, like widescreen, going ultra widescreen was like, that was a movie. Um, and then like basically as TV, you know, ended up taking over, they're like, oh, we have to differentiate ourselves by having a wider screen. And now we've come full circle, like, fuck that. Let's get a square screen, really fill the screen. I'm like, <laughs> which <laughs> which way is it? Which which is which, uh, what's going on here? Um yeah i always thought why imax was really weird how it's tall i'm like i don't want a tall screen but i think i've kind of grown to appreciate it seeing a real imax film at imax is pretty awesome like well it's just so funny it's like like, you get more information on the like they used to say you get more information in widescreen than now it's just like you get more information in a square screen and it's only that time before we get more information in a widescreen yeah yeah it sounds like the iphone was like the four inch screen is the perfect size like it's just like the whole says deep cut well and i didn't know um, it would be this way until like the day before it came out because all the trailers on twitter and facebook are already made that format so i'm like oh there's chopping uh, off the sides because it's on twitter or facebook <laughs> then when i learned it was actually four three i was like oh before we keep uh delving deep into the aspect ratio nerd <laughs> stuff do you guys want to talk about the epilogue absolutely all i want to okay. say is we no longer live in a society <laughs> that was so yes that line was not in there so so at the end of this film uh we seem to get a a nightmare future regardless of what happened in this movie um and so well, actually before is, that before that we get the post-credit scene from justice league the kind better of, version of it yeah the better version of it the one with like his name is oh yeah, yeah 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 no yeah, the original so, one he's like he's like they have a league we should make a league of we should our make own. a league oh, of our own. Right. Uh, this so is much gross. better like i was that was yeah. so like gross. the end of spider-man home far from home like holy fuck they know he's batman but of course lex luther does but, but then yeah. they it, then i think they should have cut that scene because it really I contradicts don't. the epilogue and here's why like it's that epilogue is the no, complete it, opposite the 
It doesn't. And the reason why, well, it, it does, it doesn't contradict. It's Slowly not they're working together. Like a, 30 seconds later, they're working together in a dream sequence. 30 seconds later, it's years sequence. later in an apocalypse later. Yeah, yeah. For the audience, we just saw him it. get told he's going to kill Batman. No, I get 30 it. 30 seconds later, but, he's like, hey, Batman. But we... But we can I take think that makes it more. I think that makes it more poignant. Yeah, like he chose yeah. either chose not to or couldn't kill him, and you know he's got a mohawk. Mohawk makes all the fucking difference in the world. Mm-hmm. Still think that actor no, but looks it, really it makes, silly with the white hair. But it makes it to me like like Jonesy said it. It, it makes it mean something more because it's not just all of a sudden like who the fuck is this guy? It was yeah. it was more like oh this was the guy who wanted to kill Batman and something. So the world's gotten so bad that they had to put their differences aside and now they have to work together. Yeah, yep. but I know before originally that scene was supposed to lead into Ben Affleck's The Batman, as yeah, was yeah. revealed in the uh, the Vanity Fair article that Jonesy shared. Because yeah, he was supposed to be the main villain. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, so we get a, a mishmash of others, not mishmash of other scenes. So we get that scene, um, the scene on the boat, and then we also get uh, Martian Manhunter coming to uh, talk to Bruce Wayne. Now this is of course the thing Talking that to happens. Skinny Bruce Wayne. Skinny Bruce Wayne, like yeah, I was like, this, you could tell this is shoes. definitely different. He's not fitting into his mask. Yeah. He's skinny, like even the yeah, his mask seems his loose in the in the sequence, the apocalypse sequence, and then like yeah, he lost at least fifty uh, pounds since shooting the original. Yeah, I mean it's quite a bit. Um, one of the things that I thought was interesting about this, and it, it was the fact that they were trying to figure out who they were going to use for this, and apparently Zack Snyder wants to use Green Lantern for this scene in the studio yeah and the studio just fought fought and fought and so he was like all right well this is the compromise and they said all right fine um so he ended up using martian manhunter for this scene and i I think it works um i i think i would have i i don't think that i would have preferred a green lantern or this and the only reason is this we've seen green lantern before outside of the television context we haven't gotten a martian manhunter on the big screen yep. and so i liked getting to see someone different who has cool a completely different set of powers yeah look good yep so i will say though yes. i would have rather seen a green lantern because i don't want them to answer this question because it'll make the movie longer but why does earth have no green lantern to guard it they make a big deal out of that twice in the movie the ring, both when that's the past the ring because there's no the ring hasn't chosen anybody like it's i've been flying around ring, for like centuries or or so it's flying around yep. for as long as it took uh, it Dark Seed to forget else. which planet the yeah, Alliance equation else. was on. Why yeah. didn't it find else. someone for our sector? In the comics, there's always someone for our sector. I I feel we like that know. is one of those... And I don't want to explain because it's already a long movie. I was just... I wish there was something more. No one was worthy. Yep. Okay. How about that? Like, I feel like that's looking to, waiting for John Stewart to be born or become an astronaut or whatever. I mean, <laughs> the other part of it that is possible is that in this universe, there isn't a Green Lantern assigned specifically to Earth. It's just the one for this particular sector. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. It's probably sectors, doing something else. But yeah. And so the same answer would apply to Captain Marvel, where Don Cheadle's yeah. like, hey, where have you been? She's like, every planet doesn't have the Avengers. Same yeah. thing. There's stuff sense. happening everywhere else. I do like um, when Dark Side grabs for the ring and it's like, nope. <laughs> nope. No, somebody, somebody shot him with an arrow. Oh. But the ring sells to chew. I don't know. Let's, let's Dude, not he get was, Green Lantern. I apologize. He was grabbing for it and someone shot him. And then the ring was like, here's yeah. my opportunity. I'm out. <laughs> in the, pro, in the um, prologue, that was Steppenwolf. They had the same shot, except it was Steppenwolf instead of Dark Side. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, man, how brutal was that? He cut off his hand and then like went in for the kill. That was nuts. Yeah. Um, so did you, did you guys have anything else to say about Martian Manhunter or the Greenlander before we talk about the, the nightmare future? Nah. I was torn on his reveal with Martha because I liked the fact that he was just like, saw the importance of, of Lois and was just like, no, we want, we want, we need someone like you to get back out there in the world and sort of made that effort. But at the same time, it also kind of took away the Martha slash Lois relationship a bit. I thought so. so I was too. torn. But, but she actually yeah. did come to the farmhouse. So you, you get the, you still get it. Okay. Right. No. I guess. I mean, it's not as powerful, I think, but it is, it's, I agree. it's, it's a, it's opportunity cost. You know, I like the fact, I like what they brought in. I didn't like this other part of it, but like, I both, I like both of them. So I guess pick your poison, pick your good poison. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I could see that. Um, but, but, but epilogue or not epilogue. So nightmare future. Uh, I thought this was kind of fascinating because I felt like the implication was regardless of what they did, like, this is what was going to happen. Um, mm. And I, I like that because again, it gives us something different. Um, it, it takes basically these franchises into a more adult direction in a different direction. So we talked about um, Apocalypse War on the show, the animated feature that talks about this. And this is like, this is basically the live action version of that. Okay. Um, so Arthur's what dead. did you get? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mira there instead. Yeah, I like Mira in this one. I was just like, she looks upset and scattered and she was like, like, I want to kill everybody. Apocalypse Mira like, I, or Nightmare Mira. I liked their ragtag crew. The ragtag crew I thought was really cool. Deathstroke. Um, the fact that it was her and Deathstroke and the Joker and Batman and stuff. It was just really weird. Um, yeah. I loved, I thought Joker was okay. We talk about that, but I love the way they shot him. There was that scene where it's like he was out of focus for like most yeah. of it and in and out of yeah. focus. and stuff. It was gorgeous. It was so beautiful. I can't wait to see that in black and white. Is gonna look so good. Oh yeah, there's still. Um, I actually will probably watch black and white version at least the second half. Wow. Okay. That's that's actually. Well, I have content. to. I'm watching the movie again tomorrow. I promised my there friend Andrew I'd watch it with him. Pay attention to the hot dog scene. <laughs> I will. I'll yeah, make sure right? to pay attention. I'm gonna be drinking heavily, but. <laughs> nice. Nice. But I, so, I like overall. I thought Joker was okay. I did not like the reach around line. I thought that was unnecessary. Where he asked Batman, who's going to give you a reach around? I'm like, mm, yeah. do we need that? Um, he was very different from how he's portrayed before. He felt... Except for the laugh. His, he was very different, but it was weird because I almost have a same comparison. He felt very Jim Carrey. Really? I was going to say he um, felt very Heath Ledger. especially. I, I could just almost hear him saying, you complete me. He almost said that exact yeah. line. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm your best friend. And he had like a Southern drawl which I thought was really interesting. Like a slight Southern draw. It yeah. was weird. It was interesting. I yeah. like it. I like it now. I think I talked myself into liking it because it was so different. <laughs> I, like I just like it. the analysis. Well, one of the reviews was like, not even a review. It was like, you know, so, someone writing an article where it's like, fans say this is the best interaction ever between Batman and Joker. And I was watching. Yeah, I'm like, this is really good. And I'm like, oh, wait, there are two scenes in the Dark Knight that are both better than this. <laughs> like the yeah. interrogation scene and the scene at the end. I was like, okay, so it's it's not it's, it's yeah, not it's as good as that. Yeah. But it's it's good. I like it. It, it is it's a good change. It's not only good, it's good and different from what they we actually have. have a history they don't feel like we're on the same ground. The other ones well, alluding to a future history, and this one they have a history where they're like But you've never seen it. And so I no, think that's the difference. Yeah, but we no, know no, they've so been going back and forth. Here's the thing. Had DC done it right, that scene would have been more impactful. 
And yeah, had yeah. they actually gotten to make the Batman and potentially shown you some scenes of their history or shown you what happened between Joker, Robin, and him. I don't like, think we need to you, see it. I'm not saying that you need to see it. I'm saying for that scene to get to that level, to get to that Heath Leather, Heath Ledger, um, Christian Bale level, I think that that is what you would need to see because that history, they're just talking about it. And if you're not a comic book nerd, you don't really know what they're talking about. Yeah. Like you kind you kind of get like, okay, this version of Joker killed a Robin, but my thinking for casual audiences is that they would need to understand that better for and, it to yeah. mean as much. I wouldn't recommend or, it to casual audiences because they're like, they never explain the anti-life equation either, which I was super, that's when I really attached this movie. I'm yeah, like, they did. Oh shit. They're going into they it. Did I had to look it. up afterwards what it did. No, they explained Turns everyone it. They under said its that control. It's, you were yeah. too busy on Twitter. I yeah. don't just remember it's, them explaining <laughs> it, but I was super yeah, stoked when they said anti-life she, equation. I was like, oh, so cool. They very clearly, they very clearly no, said I re- it was. I remember them explaining it. I remember oh, it. And, well, that, and again, that. I was very appreciative it was in there. The idea you were looking, you're like, this movie's actually pretty good. I can't wait for them to mention the anti-life equation again. And then they did it already. They explained What's it. What's going on on Twitter? <laughs> I was on Twitter a lot. <laughs> Have you guys, if, you, if you've been watching uh, watching what's going on with Twitter and getting some feedback and stuff, one, one of the bits about that scene I did, like the interaction with Batman and Joker, um, for everything that you guys have said, I totally agree, was when he was, um, when Batman replied, you know, when he had his chance to fight back, so to speak, verbally, and he said, I promised uh, Harley Quinn this, that, the other. Oh, I, I did. Oh, yeah. said, I promised here her I would kill you. And he, he looks at him and says, and I will fucking kill you. And then he goes into speech. And I just looked at him. Thought, I love he said that. I love that he really meant it. And I love the fact that he said, I'm going to fucking kill you because I'm thinking now, how many people are going to complain that Batman doesn't kill, etc. 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 I'm like, that's no, a different we, Batman by that point. But, yeah, like, that's, yeah, yeah. So that's what I want to hope people get because it gets back into sorry, Jonesy. The interpretation of these characters can be anything you fucking want. So Batman can kill like he did in yep. Batman v Superman. You're not it adapting from a matter. novel or a set story. You're just exactly. adapting characters for Here's, and using them for your own purposes. They're like, what I think the difference is. Boy Scout. That's why I love. Here's what I think the difference is. The difference is this: there is an. <clears throat> there's a better understanding of what these characters went through to get to that point that explains that line. Like you've seen Harley, you've seen that history and you kind of see some of that and you understand it. For me, going straight into Batman v Superman and watching him use a Gatling gun to kill people was kind of weird. Yeah. Like that, that's what it was jarring. And so I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I didn't have a problem with it within this context because at this point, I earned it. You just don't think yeah, they, they earned it in it. the three films that in, they did when it should have been not five or in, six, right? Yeah, not in I Batman know, v Superman. Man. I don't agree with they that. They didn't earn it in. You don't, you I don't, don't think watch, they earned it in Batman v Superman. You don't watch a. You don't watch another movie and like a movie that has like no set expectations. Go like, you know what? He didn't deserve that gun. Like it's just okay. let like yeah. let the let the story be what it is. Like to me, it's but, like yeah, we have we understand who Batman is. But like, like Danny said, you can kind of mold them into what you want them to be. Just take bits and pieces of what makes the character to them and then sort of mold something different. And clearly, this is also a Dark Knight-inspired Batman. Dark Knight Rises. No, Dark Knight Returns. Returns. <laughs> Wait, Returns. No, no. I, I think, uh, I can't tell, but it sounds like you're misinterpreting what I'm saying. I'm saying that in Batman okay. v Superman, I don't think that they had earned what they yeah. were trying to say. And yeah, I, I get the impression that if he had stayed on, 
we might have gotten there. By the time the solo we Batman get film? here, yeah, with a solo Batman film and maybe some history and like some of that stuff, I might have gotten there. This is different because this is this is something that takes place well into the future, and it's just it seems different to me. And yeah, maybe that's a cheat, but it feels like a more earned. Well, for sure. Also, it's the, imp- a- it's the implication of murder versus actual murder. Yeah, and there's a lot. There's a lot that's happened in this, and I think Joker mentions the multiverse as well. But there's a lot that's happened to these characters in between. But for me personally, it just gave me a certain amount of joy that no, you can do whatever you like with these characters because that's what's happened to these characters over years and years and years with different comic book artists and storyboards. They've interpreted the characters differently, and I I think directors of movies are allowed to do the same thing. So I'm happy that uh, that they took him in this way. But he, at that point, but... we don't know what's happening. To... Go on. But I'll yeah, just... go on. I know this is where because... we disagree on this one. <laughs> I mean, that is Batman's defining feature as a superhero. Even no, Captain America no, shoots it's not. him. It's not. It's not. His outfit. No, his outfit and his parents' death. Those are his defining no, he, features. There are Everything three else important things optional. about Batman. He's one of the only Al- superheroes Alfred. that doesn't Alfred's kill. Third one. His parents die. No, no, no. No, it's always been that way. I've been reading the comics. No, this is the first one that he doesn't kill. That's not a defining characteristic of Batman. That's not a defining characteristic of Batman. I'm sorry, he's killed too many times in comic and on TV screens and on movie screens for us to say that's a defining characteristic at this point. I don't think he's ever killed in the comic, not in the main story, not in the continuity. Oh, main continuity. Okay, okay. I can't comment on the main. Even Dark Knight Returns didn't kill anyone. Joker killed himself. I don't remember who. But I remember him killing. I think maybe he did. Again, that's... <laughs> no, no, he didn't. He didn't kill anybody in Dark Knight Returns. Uh, Joker killed himself because he he snapped, he grabbed his neck. his neck. He snapped his neck, and he snapped Joker himself. Something yeah, yeah. like, yeah, he's like paralysis. Oh, you little bitch! And then he like he somehow fucking finishes the job, which is insane. Um, but the other thing I was going to say is I know the solution. He killed how to in make Detective this... Comics twenty seven by punching a man into an acid bat. <laughs> that was Joker. <laughs> So no, no, I don't think he it was Joker. Yeah, it was Striker. Striker. Yeah, huh. he's dead. Oh, he was. He's not dead anymore. <laughs> that character still exists. <laughs> Lazarus Pit. Two over. <laughs> um, uh, Will. The other thing I was gonna say is that I do have the solution for this not being four hours, and that would have been to do a cyborg movie first. Well, no, cyborg doesn't need his own movie with this, but I think they should have done more individual movies first, especially Batman. Because that's why the Avengers yeah, movies but they don't didn't need to have four it. hours. Because you know but they didn't, the main but four they didn't going have in. That. They didn't have that. So it's like, I feel like he he knew he had to do that legwork. So he did the legwork in this you movie. Know, I agree. There's no way around it at this point. But for the time machine, I would have, if I was Warner Brothers, I'd be like, let's take a little more time before we get to Justice League. Let's I don't think it. we need that. I don't think we need it. Like, ideally, maybe. But like, I don't think. Like even Batman has v to Superman. Be Don't in introduce Batman way. in a team movie. Introduce me, the new Batman to me in a solo. We film. know who Batman is. We know who Batman I've is. I've never read a Batman who shoots a gun. No, but so that's like saying that's like that. saying don't introduce Peter Parker in uh, a Captain America movie. That sounds insane until you see it and you're like, oh, that fucking works. Yeah, in this case, it doesn't like work. In, it doesn't work until it does. Right, yeah. and that's that's exactly my point. It doesn't work until it does. It only works if it's four hours. That's the whole point. Captain America Civil War is not four hours. No, I'm talking about these adding this version. They didn't, they couldn't successfully, obviously we've seen the two hour <laughs> version of the movie. And they didn't successfully give I would say Zack Aquaman. Snyder could not successfully do it in less than th- four hours or less than three and a half hours. <laughs> Cause that's just his storytelling style. 
doesn't so, make it wrong in my opinion. It's just the way he tells stories. We're kind of, we're getting bogged down this particular thing. I'd like to move on because I do want to ask you guys some other questions about kind of the future of this and then we can wrap up. Does that sound good? Oh yeah. We didn't answer that question. We avoided that question. I think when Danny asked it, he's like, what's the future of this universe? <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot. Yeah. We said we'd come back um, to it. So one of the things I talked about in this, the conversation between uh, Joker and Batman, he said, poor Lois, how she suffered. And one of the lines from the Vanity Fair article that Zack Snyder did was he said, Darkseid comes to earth. Superman says, Batman, guard Lois. This is a war between me and Darkseid. If you can help me as a friend, keep Lois safe. In the midst of the alien attacks, Lex tells Darkseid that the key to Superman's weakness is killing Lois Lane. For whatever reason, Batman fails. Darkseid comes back and kills Lois. Batman in the fails, he hesitates. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's what Kevin where. Smith has said before about he knows he's read the other version. Okay. Like, in the Vanity Fair the article, Zack Snyder says. I'm just saying <laughs> Kevin Smith has reason. said more about the exact ending because he's been told by Zack Snyder. Batman fails. He hesitates. They were in an argument. So in other words, Batman is distracted and Lois dies as a result. Um, what do you, so would you guys have wanted to see this? Um, do you think we will ever see a sequel to this version of this? I think keep an eye on the weekend and see what happens, see how much buzz there is. And I could, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, let's try. I would be surprised, but I think it's very possible over the next couple of weeks that we hear an announcement that, they're going to continue the Justice League story in like, uh, like a two season series or something, mm. mini series. Like, like basically move basically like these were structured, except as a series, so that they can maybe think make Affleck's going to come back for two full movie lengths. I don't know. That's the other question. The question is the actors, yeah, especially yeah. Ben Affleck. I mean, literally just I'm Ben Ray Affleck. Fisher. Everyone else and Ray oh, Fisher maybe. You're not getting Ray Fisher back. <laughs> I mean. Maybe they can get the you know the, their stick out of their asses and just deal with it. Well, they have to That'd leave. He's the one with the stick in his ass. Yeah, how do you? <laughs> I don't think he has a stick in his what? ass. He deserves to have. I mean, he's been scarred by them, and he's like, I'm not working until I get rid of these people. They never said we won't work with him. Gotcha. And they're not going anywhere, so that's why he is the one who has to go. Yeah. Um, so, do you guys want to see that? Yes, I absolutely do not want to see what he had planned, but I would like to see a sequel to this movie. Um, I okay. don't like the things we've heard. I've heard about Justice League two and three. I would like to see just like the studio saying, don't make them fall in love. This movie, the studio is being like, you can do your version, but do a different Zack Snyder version than this. Like, don't write this whole, nah, I don't like it. I don't. Well, it's changed. It's changed since then. He's talked about it. It's basically a different from what he originally planned anyway. And it is going to be hard to tell. I still don't know how it can make enough profit to convince warner brothers to do yeah. anything else with it because yeah That's it's critically acclaimed but that doesn't make sequels yeah, but, yeah we, don't, we, don't know, we don't know would, how this we don't know how least, this translates the dollars yeah the very least the comic series is definitely back on there's no way they don't make the comic sequels to this which he already wanted to make mm. and dc comics said no there's no way they don't happen like i would read the fuck out of those do you guys not feel that even even if it it's not a that this version is not necessarily a dollar making machine, but the buzz, the desire, the positive press, the reviews, the excitement, etc., is them saying, okay, let's green light another film because that one will make 
more money. So it's not necessarily based on how much money this makes, but more about how well it's received and how well it's reviewed and what goes forward. Do you not think that would be a more of a take on? Yeah, it it could be like a a way to just get more butts to HBO Max. Um, It just depends on how they feel like, what is the, what is it going to, equate to dollar wise at the end of it like is it going to be enough subscribers to help us decrease the gap between us and disney plus is it enough to make us money like it's just those particular questions i don't know i do I not know like even if it's possible i still think the audience is yeah. way too small i don't know if it is like Maybe. i would yeah, logistically like my mom watches every marvel movie she's not gonna watch this like i think this is more um, of a two quadrant movie than a four quadrant movie fair yeah it's a very specific yeah. audience of, and um, they love it even yeah, i love it true. well not love I love the second half, so I have to calculate it using both halves. What's the next question? <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I think that in terms of um, the logistics and the money that it would take to get all of these people back to make this movie, plus what we've already talked about with Ray Fisher, um, that the costs and then whenever they decide to do, then you have to make sure that your pandemic's safe, assuming that we're past that point um, from a logistical point of view. And then from a dollar point of view, it just becomes uh, a Herculean task. And I don't what know if they... about an R-rated, very stylized animated sh- to animated seasons? Nah. That way you don't actually have... Ben Affleck can come I mean, and do lines in the studio. If Zack Snyder directs it, sure. So that's what I'm saying. From I Zack Snyder. Sh- yeah. So like very yeah. stylized, oh, like, yeah. but you don't need to have... You just need Bruce. I mean, you need a Ben Affleck in the recording studio for a few weeks. As opposed... On set. Right. I think the comic book as long is as, as long as they do it as long as they do it Pixar style, not in style wise, but I mean Pixar style in terms of the budget, like give it a lot of money. Oh no, yeah, like and I was picturing more of like an anime style would be really yeah. cool with it. I, I think probably for DC, I think better for Warner Brothers and DC, who is one company, just spit out a comic book. That's like it will cost I would, less. I would read that. I would read that. Yeah. Um the other question I have for you all is there's a third Justice League movie, and not necessarily do you want to see it. I'm curious what you think about it. So I've, I'm fairly certain you guys were aware of the fact that at some point Batman was supposed to die. Mm-hmm. And yes. one of the things that Joker was talking about, like you didn't have the stones to let to die yourself. And so this is all kind of what led to Flash going back in time and having this conversation with him. And there's an aspect to this that is very Avengers Endgame where it's Iron Man who had to sacrifice himself to save everyone. In this version, it's Batman who needed to die in that moment instead of Lois so that Superman would not go off the rails and then save the future. Um, what do you guys think about this as a story? Oh, and I'm sorry. And then the other, the last part of that storyline is eventually uh, Lois and Superman have a kid that becomes the next Batman. Super Batman. <laughs> weird assumedly take all it in and what do you guys think i guess it's that's mainly weird, where i don't want to see but i will i wouldn't mind the, i aspect. forgot the second movie be more of a dooms uh legion of doom movie and that i would want to see but i think that though it would be nice to have these dreams pay off in some way i don't want to see a two or four hour movie just about dark superman like it's that comic book video game turned comic book <laughs> injustice or whatever that's basically this is like injustice. Yeah, I don't I want to watch like, that as a third Justice League movie. Yep, I would. I found it interesting that um, at some point Zack Snyder toyed with the idea of Lois getting pregnant with Bruce 
Bruce's baby. It's weird. Um, That's what I'm talking about when Warner, the studio made a right decision. Yeah, Warner Brothers was like, fuck you. No. Um, I, but I actually feel like that's a very, um, I don't know that I would have liked it because I, I feel like in the broad strokes, I agree with Snyder. And then sometimes his execution is the thing that I question. So I feel like what that description is, of it is a very human explanation for what happens. But in execution, I'm curious whether or not he would get me on board. Yeah, that just makes Batman a giant douchebag and far less relatable. I like the way he Does described it? it too in the article. Sleeping I mean, with your uh, the person who you were feel responsible for killing's uh, fiance. <laughs> I mean, I know she, they think he's he's dead, but I don't know. I'm I I think that was the probably the best note Zack Snyder gotten as we've seen from this cut. Most of the other notes the movie got were not so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have a weird relationship with Snyder and with freaking Ooh. the nice Shyamalan. Just give me something different. And I'll probably like mm-hmm. at least appreciate it for what it is, even if it crashes and burns. It's like, well, that was weird. Okay. I don't need to accept it as canon. I don't need to accept <laughs> it as part of anything that we've seen before. It's just, it's a different take. And I'm glad I, I got to experience something a bit unique in that, you know, creativity isn't completely dead so that we can just, you know, enjoy something a little different. Okay. Um, and I think that was yeah. my last question I, I have for you guys. I teed it up in the beginning. Do you want this to replace the theatrical cut of Justice League. Yes, 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 yes sure. and thrice, yes. Yes and no. What does that mean? Yes okay. and no. So here's yes, the, yes, yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind the other theatrical cut. Like I don't know what aspects. I don't think it matters necessarily what is considered canon because nothing so far in the movies has been that influential. The biggest one is maybe Superman wearing a blue suit and Shazam at the very end. Maybe that's like the biggest thing, the biggest connection there um yeah maybe i don't know um but i i'm totally fine with this just being its own its own little pocket universe i don't care make say zach snyder's trilogy his other two movies they're their own thing and then other movies can fuck off and do whatever they want in their own continuity like do that i don't care so the thing about shazam is he still had another blue suit as he's walking through that hall no, there's a he blue put suit. the black one on it's over it's done that the was weird they ended with the black <laughs> suit well, why I don't know. That was like the first comment I saw about the movie from a reviewer before it was even out. They're like, a terrible comment. one thing Whedon did better was back to the red. That's a blue stupid comment. That's a dumb comment. Like he, I agree with when them. he comes, when he, no, it's wrong because when he comes back from the dead in the comic books, he wears that black suit for a while. Yep. Really? So think if they do it, Oh, they're not doing a sequel to this. So I'll give a fuck. I guess what I'm saying is for that reviewer, whoever commented, like it is a comment that is not born out of somebody who paid that much attention to the comic books. And I get that we have talked about it's okay to deviate, but to say it as though you're somehow um, pointing out something that was done wrong. That's a, it, to me, that's a wrong comment. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. I yeah. We're not getting sequels to this anyway, but. I mean, to be fair, really he did have a red and blue. He had a red and blue outfit when he was in the post-apocalyptic timeline, the nightmare sequence. So he got it back. You yeah, that's what I'm saying. There, there, there the is one in the, in like, there's one in the, the ship. Well, there's, there's multiple ones still left in the ship. It looks like there's some yeah. sort of Is that ship just going to sit there forever? We'll never find out. That hallway is basically his closet. That's so badass. That is a walk. That's not just a walk-in closet. That's a walk-through closet. He has a walk-through closet. Wait, let me ask you something about that. When they're walking through, fucking Narnia. 
when they were walking through, was there another body in one of those? Yeah. Um, yes. Who was that? Body. Well, that's not even Superman's ship, so we don't know who that is. Yeah, Remember, it's the, the original that was, Kryptonians that was, that was, that was Kara Danvers. To... She never got out of her uh, Danvers. sleep. Danvers? <laughs> so I'm trying to remember, how many Kryptonian ships were there in Man of Steel? Was there just, were there one or two? Just two, and he blew one of them up. I thought Zod's so ship that was, was not and the then, one uh, I got... That was the one he found that was the Fortress of Solitude until they ripped it yeah, out of the ground and there threw was it one, into. Yeah, there was one that was already on Earth from where they went searching for, or you know, alternate planets for for Kryptonians to live. That one was already there. I don't know what happened to Zod. Can't remember what happened to Zod's ship though. One of the it ships was definitely sucked destroyed. into that thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that means that that was his ship, right? No, he came sort down of. in the little pod. He came down in the little pod. He was like an escape so, pod from Krypton. Because I think at one point there was the theory that Supergirl was in one of those pods. Yeah, there is one open, and mm. the Batman v yeah. Superman or, or Man of Steel. Even. Anyway. Zack Snyder is still refusing to answer. He's just all like, "Maybe you'll find out later." I'll tell you later. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, I'm not revealing it now. He's like, I still have, have that in my back pocket. But you give me some money. Like- <laughs> you give me some money. Yeah, my fans only. Um, anything else that you guys subscribe have my to Patreon say about now. This? <laughs> <laughs> would just be willing to start giving it our reviews and recommend not recommend that's all i have left to say i think we, we covered it for uh, almost two hours because i think we spent more like 45 on falcon but okay so would you guys recommend this and does it have to so one of the things we talked about was um being a fan of snyder uh for whether or not you would have to recommend this film Hmm. who would you recommend this film to and would you recommend it and who would you recommend it to i would recommend fantasy fans yeah i would recommend it jesus Jesus christ children to uh zach snyder fans and people who are really into dc not lightly into dc whether it's the comics or the snyder film well and suicide squad and all that like i wouldn't recommend it to my parents who watch all the marvel movies i wouldn't recommend it to assist i don't know i wouldn't recommend it to anyone unless they've really love the comics or really love Zack Snyder. One of the two. I don't know. I almost, I almost, like I wouldn't recommend like it to a dark could, Knight fan. I don't know. I almost feel like Why? you can almost connect to the characters more. Um, people who, who maybe don't like superhero movies almost could connect to the characters more because of just how much there is to them. Mm. I just think that Even if it's time long. is going to be way more prohibitive yeah. for the normal person than it would be for me. And I was freaking out at first. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You're and so I would mad. give it Who? a C plus. Me? Nick, what the no. fuck? Are you serious? A C Whoa. plus? Yeah. What world are you living in? Or a 3.5. Well, I have to balance the basically a five with the basically a one, the first half, and then the second half. So I can't just get the I whole don't movie. get you. 3.5. It's you. you give movies C all the time that are great. <laughs> it's a C plus. Like what? I don't know. You give movies all B minuses all the time that I think are like legitimately good movies. I like I it. You yeah, st- that's. That's a yeah, B-minus, but isn't the difference C+. the fact that you C+ talked about how good. great the movie was? You said it was awesome. That's like was awesome, awesome to see. But you have to take the whole package together. Awesome isn't a C. That doesn't make any sense. He's bound. Hey, this is awesome. Out. It's a C plus. Well, the first half is not awesome. First half's the chore to get to the good, the awesome parts. Is the point. It's way above what awesome I thought awesome. I'd give it. And then I had the next <laughs> the Winter Soldier. Danny. That's an A plus. 
Danny, save me from this conversation. Tell me what you're <laughs> I'm going to say, I, I would definitely recommend this to Snyder fans, but I'd also recommend it to anybody that had a passing interest to the original Justice League and has enjoyed any of the current DC films. So I don't think you need to be a huge DC fan. You can be the average fan. However, caveat to that is I would warn them of the runtime, but to watch it in chapters, maybe two or three chapters at a time. And just let them know that it will have a clear chapter mark when you're watching this film. Yeah. Don't panic. By, don't be panic. Don't be put off by the runtime. You will have clear points to pause, reset, maybe watch again the next day or something like that. But uh, I would recommend it to anybody that has a passing interest in any of the DC films or superhero films. I thoroughly okay. enjoyed it. Definitely higher than the C plus. Would you, you know I'm saying? Would you read it? I, uh, uh, yeah, I, ooh, tough. One. I don't like the letter grading one. I know you go, but I would definitely give it a seven point five, maybe an eight out of ten. A lot yeah. of that That's is not too far off for my three point five because that becomes a seven if it's out of ten. Yeah, yeah. so that was definitely at an eight. I was eight out of ten. Um, yeah. Somewhere it's like not, 7 out of 10. That's a C. Yeah. That's not I, a C plus. It's a C plus. 8 out of 10 is a B. Depends, nine depends out of 10 on where you went to school. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I would recommend it to anybody who has a passing. Um, if you like comic books, I think that you would be into this. Um, and basically everything that Danny said, I, I agree with that. Um, and I really enjoyed this film. I am shocked. And I say that as someone who thoroughly disliked batman v superman who enjoyed man of steel and did not like the original cut of the justice league so that's kind of where i'm at um mm. and I, I do think that that's kind of important to to put it in context because a lot of people have either heard the buzz or seen those movies and i'm, I'm just shocked that he was able to turn it around yeah so i uh i think i would yeah, embellishing more i agree with danny in terms of who i would share it with i think i would also share it with people who are um, interested in just film in general, I would recommend it to Martin Scorsese because it is cinema. There you go. Don't even start Fuck that, that dude. Fuck that dude. He's not even putting out cinema anymore. Um, but yeah, I think it's. I think I'd probably give it um, an A minus or a nine. Um, it is, in my opinion, it is better than three of the Avengers movies. So Ooh, wow, that I definitely wouldn't. That's have how I feel about any, it. But- I'm a, I am a Marvel man who's only watching these movies for Batman. Like, except mm-hmm. for stuff for the podcast, I don't plan on seeing any other DC movies unless Batman, Constantine, or Harley Quinn are in them. Wait, so what three of it? So you think Endgame is the only one that's better than... That's this. correct. I would put it below Infinity War. Fair. You liked it better than the first But It felt a lot like a longer version of the Avengers. The first one with few locations. Has more, has more substance behind scenes. it, I think, than the first Avengers. Yeah. I yeah, I guess, that. and part of it I think is a preference of Marvel versus DC. Because like, I don't, I don't have a preference. These, though. No matter how well they're written, I don't enjoy these characters as much. There's a reason I read Batman comics, but I don't read Justice League comics because I really don't care for the rest as much as I care for Batman. Oakley, mm-hmm. Oakley. But anything. Mm-hmm. I want a review grade on a uh, first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We both said we'd recommend it. What grade would you give it, Jonesy? Before we go. Are we doing that? Is that is that a thing we do? Um, Just for the I would one give it. We don't we don't do that. We recap. We, we like it. Uh, I would give it an A though. I, I would, would give, give it an A, an a plus. Obviously. I don't. I don't really do pluses and unless it's. I'm just going by the LRM funny. system, which I do prefer, like well, seven no. out of ten or something, which is my Justice League score. Yeah, I think that uh, Falcon and Warren Soldier is probably it's a it's a very good start to a series. Um, 
and it definitely starts out better than um, WandaVision. So cool. Well, we All have right. my title will fit that I originally came up with for this article because it's the best episode ever extended edition, and I'll make sure to put <laughs> Justice League and Falcon in the title so people know that's what we're talking about. But this should, this should have been, been our anniversary fun. episode. This is great. We've moved our anniversary a week. We moved. We moved. It's daylight savings time. Anniversary savings time. Anniversary <laughs> savings time. So this is the part where I have to begrudgingly head out. So I gotta go, guys. I'll talk to you later. One love. So dear listeners, if you like what you heard, do all the socials. Like, rate, subscribe, comment, share. We definitely appreciate it. Also, LRM Online has other great programs on the website and reading material for your brain box. And uh, Danny, where can you be found? Uh, mostly on the Twitterverse at Danny K Bartlett and uh, get on please everybody get on that Discord channel and tell us what you think about not only the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier but definitely like to hear what you guys have to say about this version of Justice League because then we can start to figure out what will happen with the Snyderverse moving forward or we can postulate on what might happen possibly potentially maybe so please on the Discord channel team postulate by a pugilist Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick Dahl, where can you be found? At uh, Geeky Nick Dahl on Twitter. Um, here I hear I'm Break Geek Radio, the podcast, and also on Marvel Multiverse Mondays, and I write eight news articles a week. So check Woo-hoo. that out. And you can find me on Twitter at Sir Jonesiest, and of course, right here on Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Folks, as always, we will catch you on the next one. Hasta la no Mission accomplished. Jammer should still be living in society. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.